No. Universe has to move forward. Pain and loss, they define us as much as happiness or love. Whether it's a world or a relationship. Everything has its time. And everything ends. Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast, episode 105. Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast number 105. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. I'm Real Keith. And I'm Jay. Crumbly's away. <laughs> Crumbly's doing things. Oh. So we've dragged Jay over from America. We, Canada. We, Canada. 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 Yeah. Canada. <laughs> well, it's, we, it's we, close. It's much the same. Well, we, yeah. we did an all-expensive economy class ticket in the hold for him. <laughs> no, we made him swim. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jay. Yeah, Hello, Jay. Jay. Welcome to Staggering Stories. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You're Half welcome. the untempered schism. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. It's a good word. Which are you, the untempered or the schism part? Um, He's definitely the schism. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we've got a bit of an odd one this week. Um, we've obviously. Oi, who are you calling odd? <laughs> well, you know, you're sitting in Crumbly's seat, you're odd. Um, You're mushing his We've got a, a tribute Ooh. to the great Liz Sladen, and yep. Yep. we'll be talking about the impossible astronaut, or you even will. the impossible astronaut. You will. And, yeah. and we're going so, to try not to be as grumpy and miserable as we were in Podcast 104, but we're not going, going to guarantee. No, it doesn't look good at the moment, but we'll I'm try. Happy. Jay's happy. Well, that's so because far. we injected you earlier. I know. That's just to keep Too you much awake. information. Yeah. <laughs> Shut you. But first... El Presidente with the news. Torchwood News. John Delancey joins the cast. Q. Yes, Star Trek's Q. John Delancey has been confirmed as a guest star for Torchwood Miracle Day, according to a tweet from Jane Espenson, one of the writers for the upcoming episode. Mm. She said, Yes, our friend Q from Star Trek The Next Generation, John Delancey, is part of the Torchwood family! She was excited, was she? <laughs> yes. Given that Torchwood must be soon be wrapping up principal photography, we can only assume that Lancey appears for no more than a couple of episodes, and quite probably the ones at the end. He seems to be the big bad in an awful lot of uh, sci-fi, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He yeah. was absolutely what, what was awesome in, in Stargate. He was, yeah. um, I can't remember the character's name, but he got taken over by a gold, gold. End and died in a suitably horrific fashion. <laughs> but before that, he was scenery-chompingly good. Uh, he always is. <laughs> yes. he, he does bad so well. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Any more news? Red Dwarf news. Red Dwarf X, or 10, or however they pronounce it, will not be on screen until autumn 2012. That's probably for the best. 
Doug Naylor, the one-time co-creator and now head honcho of Red Dwarf, announced at the Dimension Jump Convention that we won't see the boys back on our screens until the autumn of 2012. I'm not sure, still not sure if I'm yeah. looking forward to this. Nah. <laughs> Personally, the quality of Red Dwarf has gone downhill since uh, season Well, since Rob Grant left, I'd <laughs> yeah. say, but yes. Yeah, yeah since, yeah. since se- season three or four. And Certainly, I wasn't, was yeah, I wasn't enamoured of the one-off Dave special. No. I don't really want to see people jumping around the screen in their 80s still trying to pretend they're 80s they're <laughs> still, <laughs> still trying to pretend they're 30 but we're yeah. not meant to be grumpy oh, no, yeah, grumpy. I, know, I know read something happy Gene no, hold on oh, I, sorry. we haven't finished we haven't finished. <laughs> finished the new six part series will appear on Dave next year oh dear oh no <laughs> we're filming due to start in November this year so quite a way off before they yeah. start yeah. filming then a year after that yeah. before they yeah. screen it it's believed that Lister, Rimmer, Cat and Crichton will be there but it's unclear if Holly will return in either form mm. I think you do need a Holly because Holly's an intrinsic part yeah. I think a lot of this is going to come down to the writing if they write it for them in their 40s or 50s as 20 year olds it ain't going to work no. if they've let the characters mature it could work, but mm. then it isn't going to be Red Dwarf, and it's that kind of predicament of mm. what, what's it going to turn out like? And yeah. it's true, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be brilliant, really or it's going to be crap. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be mediocre. It's, no, it's, it's, it's going to be one or the other. I think it's going to be Marmite. It's one of those things mm. they yeah. should have left alone. Yeah. I don't Negativity! Know. Negativity! No! Be I'm happy. really pleased they're going to do it. Connect her to the electrodes. No! Make her happy. Oh, God, again. <laughs> Any more news? I have a small piece of news. A small, insignificant piece of news. A smidgen. A smidgen. A tad of news. Smear. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Misfits. Nathan not appearing in season three. Mm. Uh, The E4 comedy drama superpower series Misfits has lost one of the central cast as they prepare to film their third season. The breakout character of Nathan is to be written out as actor Robert Sheehan moves on to greener pastures. But he's mm. been in quite a few things recently. He's, he's, he's been in a couple recently. of films. Yeah. He's been in a couple of films yeah. recently. I really should watch it because it is filmed all around my... Um, it is. It's really it's, it's tells yeah. me. And, it's, um, th- you notice this isn't negative? It's good. It is good. I, I haven't it's finished good. yet. Oh, An sorry. online <laughs> short between seasons will explain his departure from the Gang of Five and introduce his replacement, Rudy. Mm. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. I've never you seen imagine them... surviving to adulthood in London when you're called yeah. Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> I don't go around Thamesmead much now because I live close to it, but I've not seen them do any filming. I do occasionally see the little yellow signs that go unit and yeah. Yeah, other yeah, yeah. cryptic words. If you know what they yeah. mean, it can figure out where they're filming. Yes. Um, but I haven't actually ever caught them... Filming, filming anything. You haven't mm. jumped around the corner with the Dalek standing there. No, or, or seen, seen uh, Gene, what's his name, fly from Gene Mars, Hunt. Yeah. Gene Hunt in a car, in yeah. that kind of stuff. So I'm coming home from work. What's he doing in a car outside my office? <laughs> anyway, any more news? Um, any small addendums? I have an addendum. Ooh, you do? Yeah. He's been here five minutes and he's flopping out his addendum. <laughs> oh. It's disgusting. I know. Okay, uh, yeah, there was a Hugo Award nominations that were released at the weekend. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there, out of the five nominations for Best Dramatic Presentation in a Short Form, Doctor Who is three of them. Boom! Mm. Wow. Which ones? We have A Christmas Carol, written yep. by Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bar Pan- Stoffy. Bar Stoffy, MN, yes. <laughs> 
the Pandorica opens and the Big Bang, yeah. also mm-hmm. by Vastovi. Eben. Eben. Yeah. Vincent and the Doctor by oh. Richard Curtis. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the two non-Huans are one called F. Me Ray Bradbury. I'm not going to read the full title oh, there because right, okay. you've just got that clean title. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And something called The Lost Thing by Sean Tan. Mm. And also, in the Best Related Work category, there is a book that was called Chicks Dig Time Lords, oh, yes. A Celebration yes. of Doctor Who and the Women Who Love It, edited by Lynn M. Thomas and Tara O'Shea from Mad Norwegian Press. Mm-hmm. They've been nominated in that category oh, as well. Nice one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always so. unsure how wisely split the Doctor Who vote like yeah. that, having three different stories up for nomination. Yeah, yeah why not just do it as one? They should just be one. They, one. Should, yeah. they should choose one of those three. Out of, the, out of those ones Vincent uh, and the Doctor Vincent, Vincent and the Doctor or Christmas Carol mm. Mm. yeah those two it's, it's, uh, for me it's hard to decide between Vincent, those two if you're going on an intellectual level Vincent is yes. much more the intellectual yeah. yes. story but if you're going on mm. ooh, for fun then the uh, Christmas <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. it was the sledge is being dragged along by the sharks, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor coming down a chimney. <laughs> so cool. And, and <laughs> these awards are going to be awarded on 20th of August at the Renovation 2011 Con in Reno, Nevada. Ah. Which is the Worldcon. Yes. Yeah. I think Vincent and the Doctor's the only one that's come with a if that you've been affected <laughs> yes. by this program. I see invisible ends. chickens. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what they know. No, but you know, but this is what it's like living with this man. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, please phone up if you see invisible <laughs> chickens. But I do see invisible chickens. There's one there right now. It's attacking you. Are you going to have to stand in the corner again? It's attacking I'm sorry, his that's egg. still the case for when you shouldn't see the invisible monster <laughs> on screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bit of Doctor News. We have final, well, final ratings, but overnight ratings for Uh The Impossible Astronaut. And it scored an average of 6.52 million, which Mm. was a lot better than I expected. Although (laughs) it's down about 1.2 million over last year. Mind you, I think it was pouring with rain and snowing. Yeah, I think (laughs) if you look at the ratings of the programme before... And after, yeah. about three oh, million. That was that mad hair thing, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Oh, uh, the, the, I can't remember exactly, but the mad hair ratings were something like one point nine, and I can't remember the name of the program afterwards, but it was only three point six. Yeah. yeah. So and about yeah. six million tuned in specifically for, for who, that. and there, then turned two off. things. I think there's several things taken into consideration. Absolutely glorious weather. Yeah. 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 So people are using their video recorders or their pluses while they go to the bank holiday. Bank holiday. So yeah. a lot of Which people. Which is always bank holiday when it starts, but. Yeah. yeah, but I think because of this being this rather long Super one, duper, you've only got to take yeah. three days, days leave. That's and then you've the hammer of people yeah. have left. I think a lot of people have actually taken the opportunity to go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as Get away from the wedding. The, as, <laughs> yeah, and, and whilst there are those nerds out there like us that want to see it transmitted, yep. That's the us. vast majority of people are quite we'll happy to video one yeah. or two episodes and watch them, you yeah. know, when they come back off of holiday. Mm. So I suspect I it probably has got quite good ratings that, that in terms of viewers' stroke recorders. That isn't yeah. with uh, iPlayer downloads yet, is it? No, I think it no. still had a fairly good audience share rating as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah thirty-six, something like that. It was, it was. And then the was it the Liz Sladen tribute got was it seven hundred and seven thousand viewers mm-hmm. for. CBBC okay. channel which, which I think is, which is very good for yeah. a, yeah. a minor okay any more news nope. no addendums I'm, I'm addendum did d- d- out okay. as am I 
Should we go on to the sad bit then? Okay. <sighs> Don't want to start. <laughs> there are some people in this life, exceptional people, who make the world a better place for everyone around, whether they're aware of it or not. For millions of boys in the 70s, Liz was the first crush, the older woman who made them smile and blush, though they weren't sure why. For millions of girls, she was proof that women could do what they wanted in life, be whatever they wanted. They didn't have to be secretaries or shop assistants or stay-at-home mums if they didn't want to. They could be adventurers, journalists, and they could change the world. The whole of fandom cried on Tuesday, one of those heartbreaking outpourings of grief for someone most of us never actually knew, but felt that we did, wished that we did. People have said, what a waste, what a shame, she was too young. But if millions upon millions of people raise their eyes to the heavens and bid you farewell and safe journey on your passing, then you have had a life well lived and well loved. Tom Baker is often quoted as saying that he had been adored once, but it would never happen again. In the 70s, Liz Sladen was adored by millions, and the fact that she turned round and did the whole thing again for a new generation of boys and girls tells us an awful lot about the fantastic woman she was, a true star. Wednesday morning, I, I woke up full of the joys of spring, happy to be off to work, she lied, <laughs> making a cup of tea, listening to news, and thought my hearing had gone. Yeah. yeah. Because the news broke that Elizabeth Sladen had passed away. And I have to admit, my top lip went. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no. But then I didn't hear it on the news again yeah. for the entire rest of the day, which I was not happy about. All right. Hmm. Well, we, I was, we got um, it Wednesday No, It was Tuesday, Tuesday evening. Night. Yeah. yeah. And I was upstairs, can't remember what I was doing. I think I was playing some shoot 'em up game. And Keith came up and said... I don't know if it's just one of those pranks, but they're saying Liz Sladen's died. So yeah. we, we jumped onto Facebook and the BBC, yeah. and the BBC had just confirmed it. And it was interesting reading people's um, statuses when immediate, someone had announced tweet, Twitter as saying Liz Sladen's died. Yeah. Uh, the next person would say, don't worry, it's a sick practical joke. <laughs> yeah. And then someone would put a link up to the BBC story. And the first one I read underneath that was just in very small letters... Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, Which, I, I yeah. saw about it on Twitter as well on Tuesday evening. Mm, yeah, and it, it, shortly afterwards, we started getting confirmations from uh, people like Nicola Bryant that she commented yeah. that, that she Sophie heard about Aldridge, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so, so one of the things that sticks in my mind is looking, I think, on the uh, Facebook, and one of the first reactions was, "This better be an effing sick joke." joke. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about the rest of you though, but apart from people in my own family who I've lost, it was. Like the biggest kick in the yeah. guts yeah. for someone who, face it, none of us knew. Yeah, well, but the fu I think the funny it is it, accommodation thing. She not giving the game away, guys. But the age range that most of us are in here, <laughs> she is the assistant we grew up with. Yeah. She is our Rose Tyler to a lot of the twelve what? and fourteens around now. We've seen her more recently. Yeah, and unlike Nick, who yeah. had been ill yeah. when we saw him yeah. last time, yeah. it was not that much of a surprise. Mm. This is out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, her close family and friends knew about the cancer and that. But when you think we saw her last year at, at the SFX, SFX weekend, yeah. and she yeah. looked absolutely gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. I think it's that that Diana dying too yeah. young kind of thing mm. well, mixed mean, with the fact that part of our childhood has just gone. Yeah, yeah. it's something uh, I've been discussing with Faye Keith. It's with Nick. It was sad. 
but it wasn't unexpected. No. Mm-hmm. He, he no. was 80. I can't remember who said this, but it was one of the stars who was exceedingly old went online as saying, it doesn't come as a shock that I've died. It comes as a shock and a surprise that I'm still alive when I get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Courtney was sliding into that sort of phase. He'd been yeah. ill for quite a while. He'd been ill for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But with Elizabeth Sladen, it was... There was no, no nothing before, no word. public knowledge beforehand, no, no freeways. She is a current yeah, she, companion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She, she's still on the telly. She's yeah. still be the first one since Roger Delgado to die in the role. Yeah, while yeah. still yeah. in the role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. Yeah. Can't think of anyone else who has. She um, looked fine yeah. as far as yeah. we've seen, seen the last Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, we were saying, of course, there's been pictures from various periods in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2000. When was School Reunion? 2007? She looked absolutely fantastic there. The last picture from the Sarah Jane adventures, she did look older. Mm. But it wasn't to an extent where with anybody Think, thought, oh, is wrong. she all right? Yeah. It Five was years just, later, yeah. Yeah, you get um, to a point where you, you, know, you start you to age 60 more and of yeah. course yeah. you're going to look a bit older. Well, again, there's some, if you look on Big Finish, uh, Nick Briggs' tribute to her, which is glorious. I recommend oh, right. you read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. When they got in contact with Tom Baker and Tom Baker agreed, yeah. initially she was enthusiastic and wanted to be there. Yeah. But the last year she postponed it. Mm. Within the last year, she didn't want to appear in the first season. She said, if they do any more, I'll quite happily do a second season. So, obviously, something something was wrong then. We did question at the time when that news came out of the the, uh, Tom Baker. Why isn't this lady doing it? We thought it's because she can't or because of contractual reasons or because Tubi's doing Jane Adventures. No idea. Yeah, I think I've got a feeling she knew. Oh, she knew. Well, you know, that was the reason that she knew. In fact, at the launch of Jay and I were at uh, up in London for Impossible Astronaut. Yeah, there was a reading done from uh, something her daughter Sadie said. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't realise that she'd actually had cancer back in the nineties. Mm. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and she'd obviously recovered, but these and things it came back. Come it, it back. comes back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just goes to show she was a very private person. Yeah, well, well, yeah. yeah. Stuff. that that's what you do get from uh, Tom Baker's tribute. He yeah. always said that she was there for the acting. She was there for the laughter. Yeah, but she always went back to her room to yeah, herself my, my sister-in-law yeah. has been very struck by this yeah. because this was her favourite I mean my sister-in-law is the only person that's actually worn the DVD of School Reunion <laughs> out and had to buy another copy and she said she thinks that maybe Russell and that know because I hadn't twigs but the very last episode of the Sarah Jane it's Adventures called Goodbye Sarah Jane yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They'd have to know a long way in advance. For, yeah. To, oh, yeah. That's just one of those coincidences. But I think it's a nice coincidence. Oh, yeah. If really they is. had known, they probably would have ripped them out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, they were... I could be mistaken, but they were halfway through season four. Yeah. So half of season four is in the can. Five. Yeah. Sorry, uh, season five. Well, yeah. Apparently, they'd, I think they'd filmed the first, second and, and final. final stories. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there is something to that. Yeah, maybe we don't know. Uh, apparently, they were meant to have gone back, start filming back on thirtieth of March, but of course yeah. it's delayed because of her illness. Yeah, so mm. God knows what they're going to do yeah. with that. If anything, maybe they'll never show that stuff. I don't yeah. know. It'd be, a, oh, be a shame. It would be. It would I was be. quite touched as well at work. I, I work in an office where 
I am the only person that watches Doctor Who, and I think I'm the only person on the planet in my building that's actually heard of the programme. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was quite touching that I was going into meetings and people were actually saying to me, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. we heard. Yeah. It's almost like they were apologising <laughs> yeah. my deepest sympathy. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. But the fact yeah. that it actually, when Nick went, most people didn't say anything, but I actually had sort of like colleagues and people at work who... I, I remember, and it was there was a touch to the voice. I sort yeah. of yeah, I remember. She was really nice, and I thought, mm. oh, yeah, I think she was that person that so many of us grew up with. Even those people that did not watch Who now or only watch it because yeah. the kids watch yeah. it. She was the archetype assistant. And I was thinking the other day, in terms of assistants that are popular, Ian and Barbara are very, very popular. And then she's the one you think of next. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Both of her, the characters share something in common. They weren't just assistants. Most of the other assistants, they go on the TARDIS and they turn into assistants. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they did before disappears. Ian and Barbara were permanently school teachers. Yeah. And you watch Sarah Jane interact with characters. She's always still the investigative journalist. She's yeah. always still she's interviewing and nosy and that mm. kind of stuff. So she, she kept the character on the TARDIS mm. as much as off, which I mm. think gave the actual character of Sarah Jane a much more rounded personality yeah. and far more enjoyable to watch, which yeah. is one of the reasons why I think she became so, so popular. popular. Well, I mean, afterwards, characters became popular with Daddy because of what they were yeah. wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, one thing that struck me was the reaction of the British press. Oh, yes. Ooh. It yeah. was amazing. Full you page. Had, I mean, the sun put her tribute next to the woman. Next to no boobies. Next but, to boobies. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yes. The mirror. Yeah. We should have. We actually bought a couple of copies. We should have bought them along. The mirror gave her her full page. Yeah. Um, the sun gave her a full half page, calling her the best companion, yeah. best Doctor Who girl ever. She was on the front of the sun and the mirror. The mail covered it, uh, and actually quite well, apart from putting <laughs> one picture wrong. But let's not oh, be yes. pedantic. And the coverage on the news, actually to be on the BBC News. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, she was also, you know, she could twist her ankle with the best of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She could yeah. scream wonderfully. She could oh, roll yeah. down the slope of moderate <laughs> inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. She did some wonderful stories, and I don't think anyone else would be able to spend an entire four episodes going, Eldred, mostly! <laughs> Without getting bored. Going on to YouTube, going on to YouTube and watching the amount of tributes that are out there, the, oh. little, the little clips and mm. the little scenes. There's a, a couple of them that I like because the fact that even though she's not the centre of the scene, you're seeing the Doctor do a speech or something, you've got her standing in the background doing something. Yeah. The most one that sticks in my mind mostly is Pyramids of Mars, beginning of it, where the, you've got Tom Baker's Doctor standing there going on about, he's a time lord, he walks in eternity, nowhere is his home. And you've got Sarah Jane standing behind him in the Victorian frock oh. with the shawl wrapped around her head, her head going, around. oh, I know, oh, it's so <laughs> sad. You, know, so you get this sense of camaraderie between the two yeah. of them, which you don't necessarily get with the other actresses and the other the doctors mm. they let the doctor do his bit and then they do their bit yeah they don't act off of it mm. there, there weren't there were also there weren't many dud episodes that she was in now that's down to the writers yeah. well, yeah. she's else. in those for a very long time must be a few <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking most of the stories she was in she you know she was lucky in the story she got and i thought the way she worked against harry 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, she was the hero to, wasn't to it, Harry. It well. was brother and well, sister. You, you could sum up her period on the show as a secondary golden age, as part of the Tom Baker golden age, hmm. before he became too... The actor became too egocentrical and yeah. centralised. When well, he became the doctor. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One bit of personal thing here. I was very lucky back in the 90s to do a convention. One of many. <laughs> <laughs> and we invited Liz along, and unfortunately her wisdom tooth decided to impact and she couldn't mm. turn up. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to meet her. Yeah. By hook or by crook, I'm going to meet her. So I, I asked if I could interview her for the Doctor Who magazine. And everyone, except for, funny enough, two people who were in this room were my friends at the time. And they were about the only two that didn't keep saying to me, she won't do an interview. There's no point in asking. <laughs> she won't do an interview. Me being the kind of person that thinks the worst anyone can say is no, said, could you do an interview? And on the 28th of March, 1990, I found myself in the back room of her agent's office. <laughs> <laughs> around a coffee table with a mug of coffee me on one side a tape recorder and Elise Sladen um, hang on I'd like to point out to people out there a tape Recorder, recorder, not yes. a digital recorder, not an electronic <laughs> thing, a tape. tape recorder. One of those ones where you had to press pray and pray. Yes, play play and record. Record. yes. yes. Um, and it was really weird because there was a moment where I sat there, sort of like at 20 years old. <laughs> you were 36, you lying I there. <laughs> going, I'm, I'm Sarah Jane Smith in my head. <laughs> because I was getting to do the investigative yeah. journalist bit. And I did the interview out and it appeared in Dot Two magazine. And I still have it on audio. The sound quality isn't too bad, and it was it was quite it was brilliant to do because at the very beginning we were both exceedingly nervous. <laughs> sort of like yeah, I'm sitting there going, I'm in front of Sarah Jasper, <laughs> I'm in front of Sarah Jasper. And I think it was the first Doctor Who interview she'd done since leaving the programme. Yeah. yeah. Um by the end of it, we were giggling and talking about holidays to Disneyland, Disney World, etc. <laughs> but I still have it, and we are going to do our best to try and get it up onto the Staggering Stories website. Yep. So, Once yeah. we've worked out how to get it off the tape. Once we've worked out how to get it off the tape. <laughs> so um, you, you may want to hear, listen to that because mm. it's some of her fresh yeah. impressions of the programme, etc. Because it was so soon to her leaving the programme. No. And she doesn't sound any different whatsoever. And no. although it was <laughs> 21 years ago, <laughs> I can still remember very clearly the... the Back room and yeah. the actual day. Yeah. Was this interview ever presented anywhere in audio form? No, just, no. no. So this is the yeah, stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. the yeah. only time it was ever printed was Doctor Who magazine issue 163 in August 1990. Mm-hmm. And that was, obviously I had to pull together the bits we could use because I was restricted on the number of words. Yeah. So what we will put up will be the entire full interview. In- including the Disney bit? Including the Disney <laughs> bit. It kind of trails off because the audio tape ran out <laughs> and I only had one. Stops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we hope you like it. Yeah. Favourite moments. Yeah. Favourite Sarah oh, Jane moments. God. They played one of mine um, during the uh, the tributes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, Was it Ark in Space? The stuck in an air. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the flapping of the hands as she appears and Tom Baker goes to help. You know, I don't need your help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she does. <laughs> Oh, God, favourite. The trouble is trying to pin one down. Yeah. There's so, so many. I've got two. I have to say, probably the whole her sitting around going, Eldred Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And the scene 
and it is one of my favourite parts, is when she's in school reunion mm. and she sees David Tennant's oh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. She realised he is the yes. doctor. Yeah. And I, I love that. It is so underplayed. Yeah. It could have been over the top, and if it had been Rose, it would have been all screamy shouting. Yeah. <laughs> but she was Sarah Jane at her best, and I just thought that was an absolutely beautiful scene. It was. I think one of my favourite moments, and it's probably after the series, is actually from uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, yeah. I think it's The Temptation of Sarah Jane. It's when she managed to get projected back in time to oh, the 1950s. Yeah. Oh, yes. And there's a chance to rescue her parents. parents. And she comes running around the corner and there's the TARDIS. Oh, but it's oh, not the TARDIS, it's box. just a police, police box. Yeah. But it's the look on her face just yeah. for a couple of seconds yeah. there. Yeah. I think I'd have to go for the just the school reunion yeah. one as well. I yeah. too, we yeah. that. She was a bit before my time, yeah. but obviously I knew her from Five Doctors. And the first video I ever bought was uh, Revenge of the Sidemen. Which had her in... Oh, the, the scene where Harry, her, she, her yeah, and Harry are, are chained up yes, and yeah, Harry's trying good, to yeah, get yeah. her free and tells her she's got thick ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all the things to worry about, it's the thick ankles. And of course there's the immortal line, I am not old and I am not a thing. Yes. <laughs> I think the lovely thing is, I mean, I can't remember if in the review one of them said, she is iconic to the parents now yeah. who mm. watched it then. She is iconic to the children children now who watch it now because of the Sarah Jane adventures I think all the assistants that are and will come will have a nod to her because she was such a brilliant Mm. assistant Mm. all the female assistants will and because of the wonderful creation of DVD and video etc like Nick Courtney we can go back and watch her over and and over and over again all of her stuff stuff exists there's none of it we've got to try and find out of a broom cupboard in Chile somewhere or what have you one of the most moving tributes I saw you know we saw them all we saw David Tennant we saw the um, CBBC thing was going onto the CBBC website where they put up worded for children that she died and they'd included a link to another site that says it's okay to be sad um, because you know children these days may be desensitised to certain things or aren't sure how they're meant to react but there was space underneath for kids to leave their tributes mm-hmm. and there were hundreds of them absolutely mm-hmm. hundreds and one of my favourite ones I can't remember the kid's name I'll call him Luke <laughs> and it just says from Luke aged five and in brackets it said spelling done by his mum <laughs> and then was what Luke had said to his mum and mm. it was hundreds of them and they it was just you know kids you know, saying how much they're missing this woman that they'd never met, but they'd all come to love. Yeah, sorely missed. Yeah. Even the yeah. Daily Mail website, <laughs> which is great for trawling when you want to see the extremes of humanity. Yeah. 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 Um, they have some, the green arrows and the red arrows. Yeah. If you like a comment, you green arrow it. If you don't like a comment, you red arrow it. Mm-hmm. And every single comment was green arrows, green arrows, green arrows, except for two people. <laughs> One who said... Nah, she was never my favourite. You know, if, if that's <laughs> got point? anything to do with anything. <laughs> what was the point? And the going? other person who'd pointed out that the picture they'd used wasn't from 1979; it was from 1982. <laughs> and as someone said, yeah. "Dude, there's a time to be pedantic. <laughs> this isn't it." <laughs> yes. But for the Daily Mail readers yeah. to say nothing but positive things shows you what an impression mm. she one, had. One of the tributes that 
got me misty-eyed was uh, Dork Tower. Oh, yes, that was a great picture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's just oh, the illustration of yeah, K-9. that's sad. It's just K-9 with his head bowed, just saying, Goodbye, oh. mistress. And I hate CBBC. <laughs> yes. I really yes. do hate yes. it. Oh, they did I a was, tribute on oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I'd watched. We'd obviously watched the Impossible Astronaut with the in memory of, yeah. and we we're like, yeah, that's cool. Mm. And then we flipped over for CBBC, and by the end of it, I had to go in the kitchen and wash my face. <laughs> they, t- oh. they took a heartstring, and, they and then they tugged, tugged it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you once again to turn us off. Find a glass, fill it with something, and then come back. We can wait. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Elizabeth Sladen. I saw amazing things out there in space. But there's strangeness wherever you turn. Life on Earth can be an adventure too. You just need to know where to look. Right, it's that time of year again. Woohoo! Time of year again. Woohoo! When EastEnders is on fire. Oh, sorry. Oh, and Doctor Who was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, before we get into this, we've forgotten to say hello to people. Oh. Oh, because they're all looking. Yeah. Why? Why is Cardboard Amy wearing the Brigadier's cap? Hang on, I can't she see She looks good in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing the Brigadier's cap and Tom Baker's scarf. And what have and you done else. to her legs? <laughs> you Weather think- like this. Do you think that Amy does have a stripogram uh, Brigadier-type uniform? I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah. What have you said not does. encouraging him? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I've, I've seen pictures of Karen Gillan there. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> Kevin Bishop show. Stop it. <laughs> Let's all say hello to the head of Pertwee. Hello, hello head, head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, hello, cardboard Amy. Hello, hello plastic, 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 opposable Amy. Dangerous hello, Churchill. Dangerous Churchill. Where's Dangerous Churchill? Behind, He's behind the brigadier. A fruity one there. We're starting to lose the head of Pertwee. He's got his eye patch on. He's still He's got, got his Gallifrey stickers all over. He's now him. got a Stetson. He's got a Stetson because yeah. Stetsons are cool, apparently. <laughs> Graham, ten seconds. <laughs> I'm with Viv on we that one. We haven't said hello to Graham. Oh, He's Graham, Graham, plastic. Graham. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello, Graham. Graham, Graham, Graham is actually doing something really obscene <laughs> to two little plastic Amy's. <laughs> Graham is only a baby. What are you doing to my Graham? I'll take him back. He does need. A wash though. <laughs> He's a dirty old grey. You should take him into the shower with you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, don't put him round your neck. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> Back to Impossible Spaceman. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Impossible Astronaut. Impossible Saturday. Astronaut. Well. Now, Adam's <laughs> going to be Mr. Grumpy Face. Yes, all we apologise for El Presidente. <laughs> Adam has a start. problem with spoilers. We all have a problem with spoilers. Yeah, can... But Adam has decided to make hatred of spoilers his life's vocation. <laughs> Yeah. He was sacked.
sacked last week for not showing up at work <laughs> due to having to rant yes. on Twitter and Facebook about spoilers. Do you know there's Adam an answer is... to that? You don't tweet and you don't Facebook. Well, Lee, are we suggested this, but Adam opted for the not going to work Well, hang, hang on, hang on. If, if I may put in, yes, that is an option. But as someone not a million miles from this room okay. me- mentioned to me, <laughs> is she's beginning to get to the position of her life where she doesn't know how she survived without Facebook. I tell you, God, no. I was trying to remember what it was like in the 70s and 80s. What did we do? I, I go on once every in a blue moon and then that's it. But we're deviating. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No more deviation, hesitation or repetition. Adam, that's the one. Yeah. We've been told not to be grumpy in this podcast, so you have one minute Hang to on. vent your spleen Hang on. Right, okay, about guys. the horror and devil that is spoilers. Yes, we apologise for Grumpy 104, so this if is you it. you swear... <laughs> well, you're editing it, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> ready, ready. With, ready with the fast-forward button, You may folks. begin. One minute, starting, starting in five, four, three... three Two, two one. one. Where do I begin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've calmed down somewhat, but it's still the anger there. It was utterly, utterly ruined the episode for me. It really did. Because we knew one of them would die, and I figured it out. It was pretty damned easy to figure out which of them would die. And within about three minutes, he had died. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, it was all just red. I was just so angry. I just completely... I know, the entire episode was ruined because of it. So I'm, I'm not going to talk about Astronauts at all, because I have nothing to say about it. I've not rewatched it. I don't intend to rewatch it for a little bit. Let the red heat die down. Yeah, I've got to let it calm down a bit. And uh, DWM should be ashamed of themselves. There is no way to treat fans. As well as the official BBC site. Yeah, I've heard that they were, if anything, worse. On on the day of screening, they put out a load of photos which uh, showed the beach scene. Yeah, it showed everything. So, that's it. (sighs) Rant over. Deep breaths. (laughs) One. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Now, Adam's going to go to his happy place. <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs. I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs> we'll call you. You leave we'll cardboard you. Amy here. <laughs> yes. We will call what you. A, what about rubber Amy? Oh, oh Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make too much Throw noise inflatable Amy down the stairs. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Right, now, now with El President, he's gone from the room, shall we forget about talking about Doctor Who and just gossip about him instead? Let's do that. Okay. No, 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 I think we better do Doubt. Doctor Who. Oh, okay. um, First the, impressions. The, the, Forgetting spoilers. Yeah, the spoiler notwithstanding, the spoiler not, I did enjoy it. So it's, did I. There's enough questions in there that's got me intrigued. What is going on? And obviously, he is not going to die. There is obviously I'll going to be... I'll come back onto that one There is obviously going to be a backdoor out of this, even though yeah. they do have 200 years to play. Uh, to play with it but the question is how can I ask can I do a quick poll chart here but there are two females in this podcast and there are now at the moment two males (laughs) hands up everyone that figured out Amy was pregnant at the point at which she said to the doctor I'm pregnant no I figured it out ages before that that. who figured it out at the point at which the doctor said oh you've you've put put a little bit bit of weight weight on on. (laughs) no um, I actually figured it out in um, time and space time and space when she kept saying she'd got something to tell the doctor yeah yeah, that's when that's when the suspicion first crossed yeah. my mind. And what gets me, what's, you know, all the, the, the pregnancy yeah. thing. Given, I'm assuming Rory doesn't know, given yeah. his paranoia over her wearing her engagement ring, if he knew she was pregnant with his child, there's yeah. no way he'd have let her out of the house. I don't think um, he knows. Why was it so important, without venturing down into fan fiction, <laughs> why was it so important for her to tell the doctor? And why was she in pain? 
because at that stage of the pregnancy, unless there's something wrong, you're mm. not in pain. Oh, but then you do get um, where River sees the, the the thingies, the silence or whatever they're called. She also starts. No, but to Amy feel was sick. in not the, not the feeling sick. She was physically oh, yeah. in pain. Is it human? Well, that's the thing. Is it and um, <laughs> unless she's going to spend the whole series with a bump in front of her. I'm assuming <laughs> this baby never comes to be. Because, mm. um, again, if Rory knew she was pregnant, spoiler music, spoiler music, la, la, there's la, la, la. no way he'd let her do all the pirate ship stuff as well. No. I'm assuming no. they come out of this episode without a baby. Yeah. But, yeah, again, why was it so important for her to tell the Doctor? Yeah. What's happened mm. that, again, short of venturing down into fan fiction, <laughs> what's happened that makes it important that he knows before Rory? Well, and why doesn't River know? We mm. are approximately two months, I think it was two months after the yeah. Christmas count. So she'd be, what, um, if, she, if she knew, then yeah. she'd be coming up for four months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should have figured that out by then. He should have done, really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think that's an interesting point, though. Why doesn't River know? Yeah, yeah cause River should because know. River should know. Because River should know. The diary. And River mm. would have said something to her. Yeah. Yeah. As... Yeah. as this is totally girl thing. As girls go, gossip. River would have said something. Yeah, to nice her. bit of juicy gossip. Yeah. Um, one throwaway line from River. She said, "The body of a time lord is a miracle, alive yeah. or dead. There are worlds, worlds that would alien, tear this yeah. world apart just to get one cell." And we had the Master's ring, ring. after he'd yes. done his Viking mm. thing. So, is there going to be some sort of DNA we, way we, out? Yeah, we have the history of the programs. There have been ways out before. There always are. So it's I, the reset yeah, button. Exactly, exactly. And, and yeah. so you can't necessarily kill off one of the main stars. I have to admit, the death bit. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not fussed about spoilers, I have to admit. Yeah. I'm one of these people that when I sit down and watch Doctor Who, yeah. I revert to 11 years old, yeah. I take the brain out, and it doesn't matter what I watch spoilers it. That's yeah. what I, I know do. about. I, I watch it. I the, the don't later... go out to find spoilers. I but don't go out them... to avoid them yeah. either. I, sometimes there's things I'd rather not know. I have to say, on this occasion, the second he got down to the beach end, mm-hmm. and you knew someone was going to die... It was always going to be him. It, was him, but I felt a little cheated, only in so much as I remember my reaction at the point at which David Tennant's doctor was exterminated. Mm. Yeah. The, and oh af- my God. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the expletives and the fact that within about four hours when it was shown in America, my brother was on the yeah. phone to yeah. me and everything else. Yeah. It was a real wow shock yeah. factor. And that's I what had, spoilers kill. I yeah. had lost that wow shock factor because the second he got up to go to the beach, it's like, okay, so yeah. he's going to die. And, and I was kind of waiting for the big wow factor because if this is the spoiler they've given away, what's that to someone's going to die, what's to come? And it wasn't there. And I'm not going to throw me Teddy out the pram and all the rest of about it. I don't think it was that a good idea because it did take that away. It didn't have the and emotional impact. it wasn't entirely necessary. The pro- there are other ways to sell the program yeah. yeah the program sells itself there has been an element there that was there was an element of enjoyment that was taken away yeah. because i knew something yeah. was going to come with that death though it's, it's left you with one of three questions one 
Steve Moffat will be the most hated person in the planet because when Matt Smith hangs up his TARDIS key, that's it, the program's dead. <laughs> yeah. Two, the Doctor regenerates, regenerates several times, and then when he regenerates back into Matt Smith, we know he's going to die. Three, oh look, another cop-out death. <laughs> yeah, this that's, is, this that's is what it is. I was talking about. The last, ever since it's come back, it's going to be like the whole of the, uh, the Donna season. Yeah. One of them will die. All oh. flipping seasons, someone's going to die. The same with Rose. You know, Doomsday. you will die in battle. I'm getting sick yeah. of I'm it. I'm so fed up of that. Yeah. That them going down that alley. You know, you no, know, it's a not. record. There's going to be a cop out. Ever since you ruined Doomsday, yeah. we know there's going to be a cop there's, out. There, it's a record Sorry, for, for those of you that remember what vinyl is. This is before <laughs> CD used to be able to scratch the record and it could keep playing the same bit and as in the Doctor Who movie. <laughs> and I'm afraid this one of the main characters is going to in quotation marks here die is becoming a little bit like that it's lovely to have the arcs and all the rest of it but there are certain things that are starting to jade fairly quickly could we play a different tune here and you know in terms of the future of the program otherwise it's going to start to well it's already started to get tiresome yeah but other than other than that little rant one little rant (laughs) this was a flipping good episode okay moving on I love River isn't she just the look, the look on her face when he popped back out. And she slapped, and she him. slapped him. It's, like you said, I, you just yeah. would not want to be Alex Kingston's kids when you'd done something wrong. She, yeah, she did slap him. It was, oh, yeah, I know that, but it was the look of pure it's, it's, anger. Yeah, it's the, you can understand the term towering anger, mm. just looking at her face at that point in time. I love the bit with the guard. She's, she's doing it again. Yeah. One wonders how many yeah. times. How many times does this woman break out of prison and then come back? You think and they the question, just give her a key? Yeah. The question is, why does she keep going back? It's got yeah. to be because she thinks she deserves to be That's there. That's it, yeah. Mm. She hasn't been incarcerated. She has voluntarily. Yeah. Because the amount of times that she's escaped or will escape, yeah. she's there voluntarily. Excuse me, was the set for the prison the same yeah. set for yeah. the underneath of the River Thames bit? Yeah, in yeah. it's prison. Millennium Stadium. Millennium yeah, Stadium, yeah. it's where I they always go. That's why it's always raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it, it's, it, Bill was going to watch this last on Saturday night, but he came home and he was a bit groggy, so he watched it the next day, and I said, probably just as well, because it's a bit complicated. There's a lot of threads and a lot of stuff going on here that I think is going to come relevant through later. as we go on later. It felt a little bit all over the place for me. And I sat there thinking, okay, if I sat down and watched this as a standalone story, I wouldn't be disappointed in terms of the acting or the rest of it, but I would be disappointed because this kind of like wasn't a story in its own right. It kind of led to other things. I think when you're going to have to watch this one in conjunction with the next episode and the episodes to follow, it's not one where you just think, oh, I fancy watching 45 minutes of Doctor Who are playing. You have to keep in mind that this is definitely a two-parter. Mm. I, I, think, I think it's going to be yeah, uh, more it. case of watching I think, the whole series. Yeah, yeah I think I think this is this is kicking off things for the entire season, this yeah. season arc. But cutting out the other references, it is a two-parter. So you don't know what is or what isn't going to be resolved in part two. But this is why I think it was really brave of them to start with this story mm. because it's not you know your usual eleventh eleventh yeah. hour, which is a beginning middle an end story to drag people in it's assuming that people know what goes on in the Doctor Who universe I think yeah I think knowing that they've got 
to hang yeah. on to I find th- out what yeah, happens. I think in the that's story. it. I think uh, they're playing a slightly dangerous game, as in this is a fan story. Well, that's what mm. the, the uh, Sunday Mirror yeah. said. Yeah. Uh, Shelley Vision in the Mirror today, which is Monday, a huge Doctor Who fan by the sounds of it, but he felt very much that the um, individual actors to give it a football analogy they were playing as individuals rather than playing mm. as a team and he's he loved it but he also f- um, he also felt it was for the super geeks yeah. see I, I, I have one real problem with a director or producer writing stories for the fans yeah and loved him dearly having spent many a happy evening with him I will just say the words J yeah. M T. Mm. That's, mm. That's, and, the and that's, that's the danger. That's the danger. Yeah. I I love some of his stories, but the problem was the end of the last Doctor Who became like it was because JNT listened to the fans too much. And the problem is the fans don't know what we want. No. Yeah. We want everything and we don't want it. Yeah. And for every fan you'll please, a fan you want, yeah. you've got to write good stories. TV. And yes. that's what Doctor Who is all about. Good stories, not fan fiction. No. That's a whole yeah. different thing. If you stop writing good stories and start writing for the fan, you might as well go and buy the nails and the hammer. Good stories, but also good family stories. Doctor Who is a family show. And this, to me, felt like it was more aimed towards the adult audiences rather than the kids. Yeah. They have said it's going to be darker. You don't want it to be a kids' programme, but you don't want it to be too... It's it's a very fine line. You want there to be something that will appeal for everyone in the family, and it seemed more top-heavy towards the parents and adults' Mm -hmm. side of things than it was the kids. I mean, with the kids, okay, yeah, you've got the scary monsters, you've got the kind of little, uh, little kids' voice, but... Other than that, I don't know what else there really was for the kids no. in here. But we are judging it on one episode. But, yeah. two we parter. don't know how it's mm-hmm. going to fit yeah. with the other. There but, was, but you have to, you do yeah. have to take some kind of judgment into account yeah. here because anyone, any parents are going to think, well, okay, is this now appropriate for my kids? Mm-hmm. Can I still let my kids watch this? Yeah. There was yeah. one scene I loved. And, I th- and it was such a hark back, which I thought, no one's done this since 1963, when Lord Charles, ha-ha, whatever he is, the third, the FBI oh, agent, yeah. having just moved, and he stood there and Morby said, I was just coming to the hole, and he says, so you're saying it can travel anywhere <laughs> in time and space? How yeah. long have Scotland Yard had this? <laughs> and I thought that was a lovely yeah. little nod back there to is, Ian in 1963, there, there and the is way also, he did it. <laughs> there is also, um, coming back, there's some sparkling dialogue in there. Mm. It's like, Mr. President, that man has just w- got uh, walked into the White Office with a big blue box past that man. Which one are you going to listen to? Yeah. yeah, talking about the other things like that, I like the line where Canton was saying that he basically he, Nixon was his second choice yeah. of president, whereas Canton was his president's second choice for... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I thought that was wonderful. You were my second choice for the Oaks. Mm. Right, you were my second, my second choice for president. president. <laughs> yeah. Got it slightly around the wrong way yeah. there. But but yeah. 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 Again, it's... It's these, Moff- it's these Moffat one-liners. Moffat Moffat yeah. sparkling dialogue. Trouble is, it's also running out the Moffat troops at the moment. Small kid in trouble, timey-wimey stuff. <sighs> yeah. like figures in spacesuits. Yeah. yeah, what is this mm. thing he's got about spacesuits? He's, he's, got, he's got a problem with things coming out of mouths. All aliens have something with their mouths. They've either got green stuff in their mouths, as in Amy's Choice, or she, he has something with mouths and something with space. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's what appeals to kids. Do you mention recordings? Yeah. The children out. Do you mention recordings as one of the tropes as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah from... Um, from Empty Child. Empty Child, yes. The tape recordings oh, yeah, of a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I did love the Oval Office set. I thought that was lovely. That was really good. Was did really you see nice the um, done. Confidential yeah. when they were yeah. building it? Yeah, it they had amazing. to plaster it in one go. Why, did, why no didn't corners. they just go and ask to borrow the West Wing <laughs> set? <laughs> I don't think that exists. And I um, thought, um, I can't remember the oh, actor's name, I thought the guy active. who played Nixon was excellent. Oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. I didn't recognise him, but he is the magician from Jonathan Creek. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. You saw him know. having his prosthetic yeah. jowls no, put Now I've seen him, I can recognise him as Nixon, but when I first saw it, I didn't know who the hell it, it was. was, yeah. it was also, excellent. there was um, the senior Clinton. William Morgan Shepherd. Really, I didn't realise that they were related. I didn't either. No, yeah. but he... I love that in the confidential, they said to him, you know, we've got to age you up. Why age me? Just ask my dad. And, and they actually he... do look very yeah, nice. And, and they've got the same eyes. He yeah. has yeah. appeared in quite a few things because he was the uh, Klingon commandant for Rura Pente in Star Trek VI. The sole... Solster yeah. from Babylon yeah. 5. So he's, again, it's another one of these sci fi faces that have appeared mm. in a lot of things, like Mark Shepard, but no actual mm. breakout series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was terrific casting. Oh, there. God, yeah. yeah. I mean, in summing up, for me, you know that I am, I am not Matt's biggest fan. I don't hate him. But I'm not his biggest fan. I think he, I, I, I think he was more comfortable in Christmas Carol with the part than he is in this one. Just to my eyes, he seemed more stable. But that because because of the, what's going on as well yeah, in this it, one. Also, you've got to remember we had the two versions. The oh, was yes. it the nine oh eight and the eleven oh three version. And but actually, those nine hundred eight when Amy and Rory left him. Yeah, yeah. And then he was eleven eleventy three. Yeah, as you said, oh, uh, on the in, beach. On the beach. And then he was nine hundred nine when he was back in the cafe. Yeah, yeah. Just had a so he had a birthday somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but given my, it's not a hatred. <laughs> but given disquiet, given that I'm still not sold on him. Yeah. shall we say, is probably the better way as as the doctor. I found this one interesting, and I want to see where it's yeah. going. Mm. I'm going to be watching the next one. Yes. I'm going to watch this. There are certain things around the, the director's side of things and the production side of things, which I'm still... I was a bit concerned about last season with a lot of the way they cut it in that, yeah. that I'm still not comfortable with, but... That doesn't detract from the fact that it looks like it's going to be an interesting story. Yeah. Next season is going to be, I think, whether or not I start sitting there going, I think I'll wait till we have a new director or producer. If we go along the same, we're going to have a death, we're going to do this, we're going to do that kind of stuff. But for this one alone, enjoyed it. Yeah. Except for the fact that I would have enjoyed it more yes. had there actually been a wow factor yeah. that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, I've got to agree with that in quite a few ways. I mean, I'm I'm not as vocal about Matt Smith as you are, but I do agree with some of the points. I'm going to be watching him closely to see how he improves. It is, it is difficult to judge on this first mm. episode simply because, as you said, there are two versions of him going yeah. on here. They seem to have spent the money on this episode whether they uh, whether that still affects the rest of the season i don't know because again i thought the cutbacks were very obvious in the various special effects last season whether mm. that's going to continue this season i don't know but i gotta be honest and i can't see myself walking away from this yeah. well i think this particular story as well also had some funding from bbc america mm. possibly yeah. Yeah. yeah so that can help with some of the money side of things yeah no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it i think matt smith has really grown into the role i think he's his child 
childish enthusiasm about everything he sees is wonderful. Lots and lots of questions to be answered. Really can't wait for the second episode. And I know Stephen Moffat has said himself that maybe not all the questions will be answered Mm. this time, as the silence wasn't wasn't last time. We didn't really cover the silence, did we? They they didn't really give any name to these aliens. We we do understand that these aliens are are the silence, but very unsilent for silence. But then you'd have to be. What did you think of them? I was impressed. I, I love the idea of they are, they turning are away creepy. and forgetting oh, themselves. That's out. a lovely yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, and I want to know why it's making them feel queasy, though. Yeah. Is it yeah. what damage is it doing? But Obviously, we've got an awful lot of that answered in the uh, in the next episode without spoiling. It, it only made. Amy and River Queasy. Yeah. But then Rory, Rory only saw him once. No, he's, I think he saw them twice. No. No, he only he's saw only him saw... once when oh, he looked out once. the door okay. when he was with River and turned w- back and In, oh, in yes. his fake TARDIS, mm-hmm. which made a reappearance from the lodger. I was yes. not expecting it that soon. Yeah. No, I was not. I was expecting it, but, but I was not, not expecting it that soon. And it's slightly redressed as well. It's mm. not exactly mm. the same. So, yeah. is it the same vehicle? I don't know. On and the whole, we're, we're all going to watch it next time. Excited. We would have liked to have been a little bit more yeah. excited this time. We would have yeah. liked it with the wow factor. Yeah. Right. You've been writing to us again, you lovely, lovely, lovely people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Oh, uh, and most of all, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. In the corner. Thank you. Right. Right, we've heard from Mr. M. (laughs) Hello, Hello, Mr. Mr. M. Who's using lots of capital letters. (laughs) Is he shouting at us again? (laughs) He is a bit, and then he just gets a bit random with it. Okay, he says, hello, teams. Hello. Staggering Stories, Flashing Blade, The Happiness Patrol, The Doctor Who Podcast, 2MTL, Doctor Who Podshock, and The Who Cast. Is this uh, the award? It is this the award. Is the award. Oh, 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 what did I do? You may have received feedback. Yes. You may have received feedback from me. Yes. yes. You may have received feedback containing a list of nominations for podcast awards, but... You have never received anything like this. (laughs) The feedback containing a list of winners of podcast awards. Let's see if we won first. The award for the best female podcaster. Um, Should we have a little picture? Sort of a peer. It's a podcast. (laughs) I want a little picture of all our... The awards for best female podcaster. The nominations are... Mm -hmm. For Staggering Stories... Fake Keith. Yay! For the Flashing Blade. Joe! Yay! And for Staggering Tories again. Real Keith. No, Gene. <laughs> okay. Do you have the envelope? I have the envelope. It's stuck. <laughs> and the winner is... Fake Keith! Oh. Yay! Fix. Fix. Thank you, thank you. I love you all. Hey, let's see that envelope. <laughs> no, no, I'm not showing it to you. Handwritten. Okay, so the odds were in your favour, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) The award for Best Male Podcaster. The nominations are for Staggering Stories, Real Keith. Thank you. For the Doctor Who Podcast, Trevor. For the DWO Pod Who Cast, Tony. (laughs) And for the Two Minute Time Lord, Chip. And the winner is... Tony. Only one thing to say. <laughs> Galichon! <laughs> the award for best podcast presenter. Ooh. The nominations are... That's a different term. For the DWO Who cast, Tony. <laughs> Staggering Stories, Adam. Oh. Two Minute Time Lord, Chip. 
Yeah. And for Doctor Who Podshock, Lewis. Ooh. Louis. Or Louis. No, Lewis is Lewis. <laughs> Lou. I think it's probably Louis. It is Lewis. It is Lewis. And the winner is... Mainly for Deserves being it. absolutely everywhere. This yeah. is very true. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Gallifrey certainly was. So the rumour has it. And now, the award for best edition of a podcast. The nominations are mm. Staggering Stories 101, mm. Staggering Stories 100, <laughs> Flashing Blade 81, huh? Doctor Who Podshock 240, 2 MTL 199, mm. the Doctor Who Podcast 65. Does that include that? And the best podcast is Staggering Stories 101 That's our Nick Courtney special Should we really cheer (laughs) A brilliant edition with brilliant stories About Nick Courtney Speech, speech, head of Pertwee maybe (laughs) And now for a chuckle Uh oh The funniest edition of a podcast The nominations are Flashing Blade 81 (laughs) (laughs) Staggering Stories 97 The Doctor Who Podcast 61 And The Happiness Patrol 54 And the winner is Staggering Stories 97 Another funny podcast Great (laughs) We'll have to listen to it And now the special award For outstanding podcasting This is a special award for a maxing pod, I think that's meant to be amazing. <laughs> it's an X. It's not a Z. See, I we told you this would happen. For I told you this would happen. Thank you. Criticising Sorry. your writing Sorry. And spelling. Sorry, Sorry Mr. Thingy. M. 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 <laughs> Is that even spelled right? No. <laughs> I spelt it with an L. <laughs> This is a special award for amazing podcastingness. I'll go on. Which on. isn't a word. <laughs> yes, it is. It is now. The award goes to the DWO Who Cast. Yay! My first ever Doctor Who podcast, and I sadly drifted off a few years ago. But when it was reborn, I was so pleased. I just had to give you this special award. <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. And now, the biggest award of the night. Ooh. The award for the best podcast. The nominations are... I can't are listen. No, Doctor can't. Who Podcast, mm. Staggering Stories, Doctor Who Podshock, and The Flashing Blade. Yeah. And the winner is... Drumroll... We love Amazing you. Amazing chaps, all of them. We love you. We do, we love you. You're I, you're I love you and I want to have Mr. your babies. You're beautiful. You want to have his babies? Hungry, Why? Eh? <laughs> You've had your own babies. Oh, yeah. And now the final award, the New Podcast Award. Ooh. Ooh. An award for the best podcast which I have been listening to <laughs> in the last year. If we win this one... <laughs> I don't, we I don't think we're new, new now. Podcast. That's what I mean. Oh, no. how, how old do you have to be to... Uh, Flip over. Guys! Sorry. 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 And the winner is the Happiness Patrol! Well deserved. Well deserved. Hope you're all happy. Well, most of us are. (laughs) Adam's in grumpy land still. (laughs) Mr. M. P.S. If you didn't win, please don't hate me. Just Mackay. Make, Make. <laughs> better podcasts. Oh, 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 oh. Not a man to be messed with. Thank you, Mr. Thank M. You, Mr. Thank M. you, Mr. M. We like you. 
You can be our friend. Our special friend? No. Okay. Jay, would you like to read a letter? <laughs> yes, I have one here you're from... You're not allowed to rustle while you're doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is from Andre T from the Happiness hey, Society. Andre! Sorry we haven't got back to you about the Twinkies and the Mountain Dew, but we're on a self-imposed diet and that doesn't involve Twinkies. But we could still sort something out about Doctor Who magazine thingies and all the rest of it. Yeah, Yeah, we can send you stuff, but please don't send us Twinkies or I'll be weak. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently Mountain Dew doesn't count as diet food either, so... No. Let, let the man read his letter. Sorry. Oh, yes. So he says, Hello to all various living and non-living. That does not mean the undead, but hello to them too, person. <laughs> and things involved, including or otherwise having to do with the Staggering Stories podcast. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's the letter. It's just going to be the yeah. introduction. Yeah. Well, I was going to write sooner, but I have been overwhelmed by the wonder and beauty of the first two episodes, and my back has been killing me ever since I saw on Twitter that people were lining up 27 hours before yeah. the premiere of the new series of Doctor Who. Let's face it, we would have done. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it hurt because of this? Well, this meant instead of getting to the line at around 5am, I ended up getting there at 1.30 and then sleeping on the sidewalk like oh. I was some kind of youth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. I've tried that. You can't do that anymore. No. Mm. That stopped when I... I hit 30. <laughs> Again. I realise that I am no longer young, but desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> it was a full day for me, and rest assured, my calling at what I am now aware to have been 1am at Gallifrey has been repaid in full. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with yes. the jet lag. <laughs> yes. I did hear about that story. <laughs> <laughs> He's just glad, should be glad I just didn't swear <laughs> As I was trying to get in some kind of sleep, wrapped in blankets, everyone that knew me gave me a nudge, kick to, to the feet or ribs, to wake me <laughs> to say, hello, Andre. Ribs. This usually happened about two or three minutes after finally falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. I got a little rest, but I was there, and this is what mattered. This did have its advantages, as in the morning, Matt Smith, Arthur Darville, and yes, sweets, Karen, brought us donuts. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. I, they, I, they this turned this up makes and, me jealous. They turned up before the actual showing and distributed coffee and donuts happy place, to the Karen, crowd. Happy well, this, place. Will make, this, will, this will make you even more jealous Go because on. Matt actually gave me Andre, yeah. his last donut, and it was delicious. <laughs> Can you imagine, no, though, the poor sods, they've come out no, no. to give these very odd queuing people donuts, and they wake Andre up. He looks up and sees Karen Gillan holding a donut for him and goes, F*** off, I'm trying to sleep! What a view you'd have from down there, though. <laughs> Andre is a good-looking man, yeah. There's the tone. There's, yeah, there's the tone, there's the floor. <laughs> Okay, I was able to give Garen a warning with regard to El Presidente. Yay! <laughs> she now she's taking out an in- She's going to have one of those super injunctions. Yeah. <laughs> Does it mean? <laughs> Somehow I do not believe that she is worried at all. <laughs> this is a woman who, yeah. on, the, on the Craig Ferguson show, admitted that she'd had a marriage proposal from another woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's considering it. <laughs> the girls cosplaying Amy took all of Arthur Darville's donuts and created a shrine 
mine and would not let people have the donuts because they were Rory's donuts. <laughs> <laughs> the day continued with interviews for the Happiness Patrol podcast available Yay. on iTunes. Yep. And I highly encourage people to listen. See how we suck a plug in there. <laughs> very good. Yeah, well very good. Yeah. I was also interviewed by Doctor Who Online and my surprise and to my surprise, a blogger for the Daily Mail. <laughs> this was because I started the juggernaut that was the DW LineCon hashtag. I oh, thought, yeah. well, why not let Gally and LobbyCon have all the fun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Frowsling, why not? Side note, apparently the fellow from the Daily Mail thinks that I'm in charge of the Happiness Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> boy, was I surprised. I bet boy, Lewis Bailey was surprised as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Daily Mail is known to have such high journalistic standards oh, yeah. and oh, never God, gets yes. anything wrong. <laughs> as the day continued, much drinking ensued, as I could not attend event without other fans, without a bar of any sort in my care. As a result, in my rucksack, I had rum, Jack Daniels, <laughs> vodka, and gin. And Twinkies? Man's a legend. Yeah. Um, I don't see any mention of Twinkies oh, in here. Andre. Well, he does say he also brought were appropriate mixers, so oh, there maybe you go. there was something yeah. To dunk. Yeah. Note, some, <laughs> note some people had sticks firmly up their hindquarters that regard to the term a shag of Amy's. <laughs> some people have no sense of humour. Yes. yes. Yeah. Probably no sense of comfort either. Was it really that badly, you know, were people really that fussed? I don't know. I no, I think I think there are bit. some people that see the humor side of it, and there will always be some people that sit there going, Maybe White that, House. Lewis, the, that Lewis the tune, and I think it's totally <laughs> unacceptable. Would they be talking like that? Yeah. Probably, yes. It's the stick. It's the stick. Oh, I see. I would like to know, actually, if he uh, proposed that term to Karen Gillan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I th- I and suspect, what she thought. I suspect she would actually yeah. find it amusing. Yeah, I think she would adopt Given it. how she knows her own garage, I suspect yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yes, anyway. They continued with wristbands being handed out for the entry at around 3pm or so. Mind you, around a thousand people showed up. Good grief. Mm. Originally, there was only room for about 500 people. They ended up opening all the movie theatres via simulcasting the live Q&A session to the other theatres. <laughs> there were still people online, so the BBC America rented the theatre out after the event so it could be replayed for the 300 or so that did not get in for the live event. That's good. This brings me to the episode themselves. No spoilers, but they were, and are, amazing. Mm. I highly recommend watching the first episode again, right before the second a la an epic movie. This is amazing television. This is easily the best series premiere, and probably the best two-part story of Doctor Who since the show came back on the air. By the time you read this, you may have seen the show, first episode anyway, yep. my statement will be vindicated. Can I just point not out Not unless we've been spoiled. If Adam's yeah. smoke detector was actually working, it would be going off. <laughs> the, the heat coming off of him at the moment. I, I oh, yeah, certainly... Kind of dangling down there, it isn't is. it? He's one of these people who thinks smoke, smoke detectors, detectors are just too. a decorative lump of plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. I certainly <laughs> intend, back, after watching the second episode, I certainly intend to go on iPlay and watch them both back oh, to back. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so oh, <laughs> it won't even enunciate a word properly. It's all. Mm. I'll sit beside El Presidente and I can feel the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> we need Brian Blessed. We to, do. You know, to, Brian to Blessed to shout. The reason why there are no spoilers is because the moth threatened us. I got (laughs) shouted down and basically told to shut up by Chris Hardwick of the Nerdist Podcast, who was moderating the panel as well. That was cool. I was lucky enough to get several autographs on the way out and ended the night at the pub where the Doctor Who New York used to go for our video meetups, Mm. where they have scrumpy cider on the menu. (laughs) 
hate you, Andre. I 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 hate you, Andre. Sorry. Andre, when we next come over, could you take us to that pub, please? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Long way from LA. <laughs> or Chicago. But, anyway, I'm now babbling like a brook and shall end this ramble. All my best to you, Andre. Thanks, Andre. Thank you, Andre. Thank you. You're a king amongst men. We like you. And of course, he saw it before DWM came out. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so it was funny fun enough. Him. I was just yeah. thinking they would have seen it before they heard the whole someone's Spoiler going to die. Yeah. 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 Possibly yeah. why they actually so, enjoyed it. Exactly. Yeah. He probably. Yeah. Well, then, we, I enjoyed it. No, no, more. No, no. I didn't say not enjoy it. Yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the full impact, yes, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. I We're extremely sure. jealous of you, Andre. Every single one of you who got the chance to see it before the British media yes. stamped on it. Mm. We're jealous of you. I have a short one from Naya. Okay. Hi, Naya. Oh, Naya. She's still knitting, I'm on, Naya. I'm on uh, square number 11, and I've now got some red squares and brown squares and blue squares, and I sewed the first ones together. Uh, so I have she, a miniature I, She got shed loads I, of I'd stuff like to, for knitting I'd like to birthday. point out that the blue is police box blue. It certainly is. <laughs> yeah. Which one, Matt Smith or David? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go there. <laughs> Met- <laughs> Metropolitan blue. Anyway. Anyway, what does I have to say? Hello, Staggering Stories team, or the bits of it that are there tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no, we're not all here. We've well, we we got a full we got, team. No, Why are you, not, why are you sitting there? I'm the standing crumbly. We have, young brother we've the lost a bit, but crumbly. we've gained okay. a bit. Yeah. Anyway, guest presenter. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to try and put some of the feeling that I suspect Naya's put into this. Okay. Okay. Oh, Lay it on a skill. Is Naya swearing? Please. Naya doesn't strike me as the swearing Please. This feedback and your schedule are probably going to be out of phase again. That's all right. Don't but worry. I just wanted to say that I really appreciated the very detailed description of the Doctor Who experience being someone who is probably never going to experience it. Aww. On the other hand, Uh-oh. I'm going to deflect the complaints about the New York premiere. Yes, bollocked, you pay for the show. And yes, you should get first crack at it. Yes. But no, nobody here swam across, kidnapped the stars <laughs> and nicked the footage. What is, where, when is the BBC's decision? So yell at them. <laughs> no, <Spoilers>. damn it. <laughs> no spoilers. I wasn't able to go, so I couldn't no. spoil it even if I wanted to. But someone who did told one of those only in fandom stories. You see, so many people were in line and they waited so long that after having talked with each other and played with sidewalk... Pardon? <laughs> say, played with each other. Pardon? <laughs> played with sidewalk chalk, including drawing a life-size TARDIS Jeez. up the side of a building <laughs> and Amy's... Fisher, I'm sorry, I refuse to use the other word. <laughs> in the middle of the street, <laughs> impromptu panels started springing up. Both knitting demos and cake decorating were mentioned. Hey! Cake decorating? Where do you get the stuff? Come along, prepared. Save my space. I'm going to buy some sponge. <laughs> By the time this gets air, gets read on air, we'll have seen Impossible Astronaut and we'll know what is or is not true about the DM teaser. So more after the show. Naya. Thank you, Thank Naya. you, Naya. Thank, you, Thank you. Sorry if you thought we were shouting at you personally. It was, it was all her fault. She she was doing it. It 
was aimed at the BBC and BBC it was, America. It wasn't aimed at the fans, honestly. <laughs> no, who wouldn't take advantage of that? Well, well, it always seems to happen in New York. I mean, OK, Chicago did go on as well, but I mean, it's all yeah. very focused in New York that, yeah. and around that Which that must area. be just as annoying Which for fans annoying. in LA yeah. and the like, because it's... Yeah. Or oh, Canada. And, yeah. Oh, Canada, Canada yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything in Canada that they did, and if anything, they would do it in Toronto. They wouldn't yeah. do it out in Vancouver. I mean, I'm actually... Sp- over here, we've got these five big BBC screens that are around different parts of the country. The one that's in Woolwich. And yeah. Yeah. So where they transmit stuff, they put these on these five screens. And at least they're at five different points across the country. So if you're in London, you can get to the one in Woolwich. If you're in Birmingham, you can get to one up there. It does seem strange to me that if you are going to do something like this and you're going to air it in America before you do in England, the days of the interweb are upon us and within 30 (laughs) seconds of something happening, it's out there. Why is it just confined to one state in America? Why aren't they doing it in, you know, four or five last seconds? Why aren't they doing it in the state where it's filmed? I, I will tell you why they're they're doing that, and it's basically because the east coast of the U.S. has the highest population yeah. density. Yeah. Uh, um, New York has a very large number of people there, and then Chicago is probably I, th- I think Chicago may be the second biggest city in the U.S. Mm. May have that wrong, uh, but that makes sense as to why they went there and did one there as I well. Mean, I'm surprised they didn't simul simul screen it in the in the same state where the um, the first two episodes were filmed. Utah, because yeah. Utah, no one's there. No one's there, and also. For for many decades now, for everything, the goal is to do the American market, to capture oh, the yeah. American market. Whether, it, whether, the, whether you're a singular actor yeah. or uh, a corporation money. or a program, it's money, it's the American well, market. The BBC should not care about money. No, they get the license. No, they shouldn't. But it, it just seems like, though, I, I do understand that what you're saying there with, the, yeah, they're trying to get the American market, but it does really seem like all of the promotion went very heavily into the New York Yeah. yeah. Yeah, area, it's only, only rather than of, the rest of the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they could try and pull people in no, there as well. It didn't, yeah. it didn't mm. hit Dallas, or it didn't go uh, to LA. Los Angeles. I didn't hear anyone like talking about uh, posters on the buses in Dallas. I mean, that's I mean what I'm they wondering did if, if they've actually mm. done some kind of poll survey or looked at the ratings or what have you and worked out that the majority of the people that watch the program are on that particular part of the coast. Maybe that's how mm. the, we don't know. New York I mean, does I'd, have a big Doc 2 contingent. I do have to agree with mm. Adam. There is, there is this dichotomy to me I can understand why they want to break into America make the money etc but it shouldn't be a big thing if they don't they don't this is not ITV this is not Channel 4 this is not a commercial channel that needs to make the money to survive this is the BBC, which it made the programme before when it didn't go into yeah. America, etc. It's not essential. It's nice, and I think it's nice that the fan base over there get to see this. There is a fan base in Australia that has been knocking around a lot longer. Oh, yeah. Is something like this going to happen in Australia for the Australian <laughs> no listeners chance. and that kind of stuff? It, no, there's part play- of me that thinks it's a bit skewed. There's part of me that can understand it. Playing devil's advocate here... <laughs> is certainly under the Conservative government, as it was under a previous Conservative government. The BBC has to justify itself, and it has to justify itself with ratings. But for Mm. 40 years, more than 40 years, it's managed to make more money for the BBC than any other product. Even when it wasn't being made. Yeah, exactly. Without having to nip across the pond. But as I said, it has to expand. It has to get bigger ratings. It has to show that there is reason for the BBC 
see. Unfortunately, to my mind, this also undermines it because if you're getting that amount of ratings, getting that amount, selling it to that amount of the country, why do you need the license? You, you do know why it went over there, though. I know right. the definitive reason why it went Go over on. there. The shopping is better in New York. <laughs> 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 it is a bit of a jolly for casting. I suspect that that may be part of it. Do we have another yeah. letter? And we have another letter here. We have a letter, another letter from, yes, you've guessed it, Mr. M. Hello, Hello, Mr. Hello. M. Again. And, and, and real Keith cool. won't criticise your spelling and your grammar <laughs> and everything else. Right. Sorry. Hello, team. Hello, 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 Mr. M. So Hello. let's talk about Staggering Stories Podcast 104. We're sorry. We're the sorry. grump of the spoiler phone. Sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> it wasn't a good day. <laughs> DWM cover spoiler. Me and Karen can claim hormones. <laughs> I was asleep through most of it. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with the spoiler. But then last year, I did find out the Doctor was going to be put in the Pandorica several days before it happened. Mm. The Doctor Who experience. Sounds fun. Must go. You must. You must. Mm. Being Human, Series 3. Yes. Great. I'm glad that I've started watching this series. Some people have said that the first few episodes made it difficult for new viewers to watch. Mm. But I picked Mm. everything up straight away. Best bits. The whole thing. (laughs) Feedback. Yes, most of my best edition of podcast awards are recent, but I guess they were more recently on my mind. Makes sense. Yeah. I have a 30-second recommendation, Okay. but first I have to give a piece of background. I collect Marvel comics, The Astonishing Spider-Man, Essential X-Men, Avengers, Unconquered, Marvel Legends, Mighty World of Marvel, Wolverine <laughs> and Deadpool, and Fantastic Four Adventures to be exact. Good ah, expensive. <laughs> However, <laughs> the Marvel Universe has gone to hell. <gasps> First of all, the Avengers were murdered. Really? Yep. The mutants were decimated. Sorry, I had to Mm. stop there for a moment and I was visualising John Steed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not those Avengers. Not those Avengers, no. (laughs) They murdered him in their film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The heroes went to civil war. Captain America was shot. The Holt attacked... How was Captain America shot? With a gun. With a gun. With a gun. Yeah. But how was, how was the bullet... Oh. It's probably made of special stuff. Okay. Green. The Hulk attacked... <laughs> special stuff green. Yeah. The Hulk attacked the Illuminati. Iron Man, Nemo, Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, Black Bolt, Professor X. Then the Scrolls invaded the Earth, leaving Norman Osborn in charge of the Marvel Universe. Scrolls. And thus, the yeah. Dark Avengers are formed. So mm. here is the recommendation. The Dark Avengers are villains who have taken over the Avenger brand. The team consists of Iron Patriot, Norman Osborn, Spider-Man, Aka Venom, Hawkeye, Aka Bullseye, Miss Marvel, Moonstone, Wolverine, Dakon, Wolverine's son, Captain Marvel, Marvel Boy, The Sentry, a godlike entity with powers of the sun. And Ares, the god of war. The Uh, series itself is written by Brian Michael Bendis and consists of 16 issues and an annual and dark region, Cabal. The team go on several missions, saving Doctor Doom, destroying X-Men, attacking Molecule Men, until eventually the remainder of the Marvel heroes rise up, only for Sentry to go mad and destroy the team. It's a well worth read. Mm. 30 second recommendation, more like 300 seconds. I say Jay was timing that. 
he's realised... It's about 52. Our, yeah. our 30 <laughs> second recommendations are nothing like it. <laughs> the th- we things we it. did to extend that countdown music to make it sound like it was unbroken. 30 seconds is a bit tough. I think, what was the worst? I think it was well, Keith's... It could have been 30, could have been 30 seconds. You faded me out I think it was Keith's five minute, no, 14 second no, no, recommendation. No, 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 if I remember rightly, my th- no, that was my uh, podcast disc. The ship exploded. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. that in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that could have been a 30 second recommendation if Keith had just uh, spoken Ready. faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really fast. We was in a time slip. Uh, time yeah. slowed down. Anyway. Love to fake Keith and cardboard Grunhilda. I'm not sure <laughs> how I feel about being in... Lusting after Amy, a.k.a. Mr. M. Mr. M? P.S. If anybody's wondering what my real name is... No. It's Bradley, isn't it? P.P.S. <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old and really appropriate to be lusting after someone. Oh, God, he's 13. <laughs> P.P.S. <laughs> I definitely spelt appropriate wrong, didn't I? Yes, you bleeding well did. P.P.P.P.S. I did. Would you go P- to bed? P.P.P.P.S. <laughs> I was cleaning out my rabbit when a strange tune came into my head, which I couldn't seem to shake. It took ages until I recognised it. The Staggering Stories theme tune. Look. P.P.P.P.P.P.S. <laughs> Speaking of theme tunes, I do like the new version. Oh, no mm. one seems to have mentioned it. No. Yeah. Would you... P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.P.
He's appeared on the podcast. I'm very impressed that you got your avocado to grow. Was it an avocado? I'm sure it was an anchovies? avocado. No, they're fish. No, no, no. Anchovies. <laughs> yeah, he's growing anchovies in his allotment. Jeez and Christ. Out of a pond? I'm sure he's... Was it an avocado? Oh, it might have been asparagus. I think it was asparagus. Oh, but I'm impressed you that you've managed to grow. You... Well, he's got one shoot, and it didn't look like it was going to happen, but he's got one shoot, and he's very it proud. It could be either oh. if it's just little seedlings at this time of year. I'm sure it was asparagus. Mm. Is it asparagus, Ian? Get on with it. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, team. Hello, Hello Ian. Hello, HOP. Hello, ever-growing assorted course of merchandise millions. <laughs> After hearing Podcast 104, I moved to write in to express my concern at the levels of cynicism that seems to be present. <laughs> oh, dear. We're present in the Staring Stories team. Banked by everyone. I know. You I'm like w- it like that. <laughs> I wasn't even awake. No, you weren't. I'm not sure if it's a drawn-out post-galley come-down... The bigger the con, the harder they fall. Possibly. Mm, probably. Or an impatience to get series five. <laughs> Six, I'm sure it is. But it seemed pretty much everything who was in the firing line. We're sorry. From too entertaining DVD release schedule to monster design and merchandise. There's and of course, so many times we could say we're sorry. <laughs> and of course, DWM and that cover. <laughs> I- <laughs> Thank you, Brian Blessed. You're welcome. I guess I've managed hitting the latter topic with a few of my thoughts and seeing what sticks. Before I do, I have to flag up that this is written on Sunday the 17th of April, six okay. days before transmission. Mm. There'll be mentioned the DWM cover, so depending on what happens in The Impossible Astronaut and your recording date, spoiler alert. Cue daft noises. <laughs> spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music. Ow! You hurt yourself with your clipboard. It fell off. And the clipboard. If I ever left you alone, you'd be dead within a week. (laughs) You're leaving me? God. It's a long letter, by the way. (laughs) Will you stop making stupid noises? Well, it was a bit of a shocker, wasn't it? I opened my copy of DWM on the Wednesday evening as a subscriber, but to seen titbits, including the Marked for Death cover line from Twitter earlier in the day. I got the Rory cover, by the way. I was pretty pleased. He's a new Harry Sullivan, don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) He does remind me of Harry Sullivan. I think the first thing to say is that I think you're possibly firing your complaints in the wrong direction. You've got to accept a revelation of that magnitude doesn't get to the cover of DWM without the approval of the production office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom Spilsby and friends don't get to blow large chunks of plot in the magazine at will. Cardiff take a keen interest in the related media. I know in the past they've vetoed a book title for being too silly. They've approved both comic and audio play storylines. In fact, should you dare to venture further into the magazine it's Stephen Moffat himself who ends his production notes column with you see those four different covers for the magazine we're not lying we're not cheating it's going to happen one of those people is going to die Doctor's darkest hour is coming be there for him so I wonder where a tease ends and a spoiler begins. On the whole, I think since the show returned, the balance between tease and spoilers has been pretty spot on, with just enough to wet one's appetite without blowing the big surprises out of the water. They've picked up the negative reaction to the next time teaser at the end of Aliens of London pretty quickly, and did something about it. Bumpy future next time trails in a two-part at the end of the credits. There have been a few notable exceptions, though. Showing the Dalek ship reveal from the Bad Wolf at the end of Boomtown baffled me. Mm-hmm. The flip side of this, of course, was the masterful use of the booming Dalek Emperor voice intoning, They survived through me. 
and the end of the tease for The Parting of the Ways. A tease or a spoiler? Either way, had me on the tent hooks for a week. Another that sticks out is mishandling the cyber reveal in Series 2. Graham Harper crafted a beautiful episode where we saw fleeting glimpses, stomping feet out of focus shots, only to have it blown away by the beauty web team revealing new design. Apparently they did this before a tabloid threatened to run pictures, and so Cardiff chose to release a good quality image rather than suffering a poor quality shot in the papers. Harper muses on this in his book, Calling the Shots. It's all worth a read, an inside production. On reflection, calling the episode Rise of the Sidemen and then teasing the reveal across the entire 45 minute episode, half the story, was probably a silly thing to do. But that's entirely the fault of the writing. Perhaps the biggest misfire, in my opinion, was the early reveal of the transformed human Dalek sec. Yes. Mm. And please restrain yourselves from another Muppets of Manhattan style rant. <laughs> another chance of 1930s pastiche. The story is covered in the writer's tale, if I recall correctly. Late in the day, the production office were offered the Radio Times cover. Not to Evolution of Daleks, but for the first episode of Daleks Manhattan. An RT cover guaranteed loads of press coverage and attention. It would be just after the fuss of the series launch had died down, but they needed something special to justify it. It was a judgement call, but I think they got it wrong, and thus sabotaged their cliffhanger. I guess you have to consider the threat of diminishing returns. It's apparently what caused Moffat to refuse to call Matt Smith's first run of episode series 5, as marketing men would advocate less money, something five years old and something new. BBC Wales produced Doctor Who is actually seven years old now, and that's how long both Next Gen and DS9 lasted. For a modern TV drama series, it's positively ancient. Each recent series of Who is a unique selling point from at the start. Tune in to see the new Doctor's debut, the new companion join, even both. The Impossible Astronaut is the first series opener to start with the TARDIS crew already in place mm. since New Earth, and DT was effectively a new boy then. Something needs to get those casual fans watching, and I can't help but wonder if the marked for death promo strategy set to become remembered as a masterstroke of misdirection. Gut instinct tells me that Moffat and friends are too darn clever to reveal, to spoil, if you will, a big story point for the publicity alone. And that there's far more going on. We'll be watching now, not perhaps shocked when it happens, but wondering and anticipating the moment. Like Doctor Who's twisted take on Who Shot JR. Of course. That said, it isn't just DWM that's running the story, it's the websites and tabloids too. On the subject of multiple covers, which came in for some perhaps bad tempered scrutiny, <laughs> it's certainly not the first it's certainly not the first time DWM have done this. For a cool four covers from Journey's End and two for the eleventh hour, I don't remember much from Outcry. Many other magazines do the same. Time out ran ten for tenants last. Mm. You see what they did there, and are doing six covers for their Doc Two special this year, for which can only be purchased through their shop. The swines. <laughs> Radio Times ran four covers for series four launch and three for the series five vote Dalek covers. It's a legitimate business practice. And of course, Panini and others are in the business of selling magazines. I wonder how many extra copies they actually sold on these occasions. It's something that fans enjoy. Yes, some will buy all of them. Their choice, but I don't feel DWM can really be castigated for it. And so to Adam's assertion that DWM themselves are too close to production. I've sometimes jealously wondered this myself as comments zip past on their Twitter about DWM stuff, reading mind-blowing scripts and packing for trips alongside the production. I think the hard truth is that in order to produce a relevant magazine in the internet age, in order to produce something current enough in relation to the programme, this has to be how it is done. Gone are the days of a specialist review magazine in the, with a comic strip, an archive article, a letters page, an odd interview or two. DWM is read by other journalists now and quoted in other media. Indeed, quotes from Benjamin Cook's last Tom Baker interview made it onto the online Guardian and across the internet. DWM is a promotional tool as much as its magazine now, with a remit to tease and trail, to feed the hunger and build the anticipation to get the fans talking and stir up the interest of viewers who might or might not tune in, either directly or when its contents leak pages to the online community. Let's face it, no matter how ardent a fan you are, no one honestly wanted to buy a DWM in April 2011 and find it chock full of reviews, analysis of Series 5, a set report from Christmas special and an archive report of Planet of Giants, did they? 
DWM has, to some extent, become the official channel to the fans in the sea of rumour, opinion and speculation. Close to the production, and that's where it has to be, or else it would get lost in a sea of variable quality news websites, fan forums, and, yes, opinion-based podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) As great as the internet is for fandom, it would be a shame to lose DWM. But if it doesn't have something special to offer, it won't survive. Well, now, I've said my bit. You've probably wildly disagreed with me, but that's half the fun. <laughs> You're probably reading this out post Impossible Astronaut, and some of our questions may have been answered already. Gene may yet have warmed to the young Matt Smith by now. No. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, eh? <laughs> anyway, cheers for now, and do try to enjoy the show. <laughs> Ian. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, he, he has some very salient points. Mm, I agree with him about um, the vast Toffee and Co. being too smart to blow their big secret, which does make me wonder what is to come. Will those certain people amongst us, Adam, be <laughs> eating humble pie by the well, end of the uh, end of the series? Well, there there clearly will be a big surprise yeah. coming, but that doesn't mean that the spoiler they gave out didn't diminish what's already out there. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I've got to admit they have to. T- you. They've got to get people in there. There is a fine line. And yeah, Mm. I think this one possibly was one of the rare missteps. I think it is a misstep. I I think, think yeah, I do, I do think it is a misstep. So this one you put alongside the putting the human Dalek on the cover. Yeah, I would do, I would do. It's such a central plot moving point. Yeah. Mm. The first episode, the entire drive of that first episode is the death of the The Doctor. doctor. Yeah. That drives the entire thing and that is massive. Because, yeah, it, it, it could have been as I think we've mentioned in the actual review of the episode, which you didn't partake of, (laughs) but it was like, it it could have been the same reaction to Tennant being exterminated. That's exactly what I've said on Facebook. It it was a jaw-dropping moment. As as Ian rightly pointed out, the way things are today is they have to decide whether or not to work from a damage limitations point Mm. of view. Someone um, happened to be passing when they were filming and took some stuff on their video phone, sent it into the son who gave them 50 quids, and the, the son of said right we've we've got these pictures we're going to publish them do you want some crummy stuff from someone's mobile phone taken completely out of context or do you want to do it well, I mean, in this case, well, in, in this, in the case with this particular scene, uh, we've actually, I've actually been uh, reading stuff on Twitter from uh, Talis Tara, who was out there in Utah when this was being filmed, and she was the one with the iPad, <laughs> and uh, she saw the, she saw the burning sequence, yeah, happen, mm-hmm. and she didn't know what it was for. They didn't no. know what it was for there, no, and, and so, so the even the people effects. there didn't know what this was for, and yeah. so it, it wasn't anything like damage control over. Of stuff that was seen by right. people there. No, because it wouldn't no. have been yeah. in context. They, they were yeah. really close, and they didn't even they know. Didn't work and well, yeah. I, I know the Doctor fall down, but it wouldn't mean because yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the rest of it isn't going to happen until the CGI kicks exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. And I know it was, it is a different era now. But reading the writer's tale and listening to RTD rant about the Dalek photos that got into the press mm-hmm. before Dalek. Okay. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but effectively the production office has done that. They've released a major plot point, mm. be, you know, a, a spoiling plot so point. I, before there are things that I don't care too much about. There was a photo on the wall, which I'm not going to say what it was, at the adventure I saw before the episode. I didn't see the ones with yeah. the, uh, the yeah. on the beach. Yeah. I did see this one, which has one of our regulars against an upcoming monster. Yeah, I, I didn't think know it was coming back. I've seen. I think I've seen that one. But yeah. 
really that does not bother me I don't care that this monster is returning because that tells me nothing at all about the plot yeah. Yeah. I don't care about that at all telling me somebody's going to die mm. yeah. that's telling mm. me the plot yeah, that's yeah that is that difference between a teaser, teaser and a spoiler yeah. okay the yetis are going to come back yeah but what are they going to do fine the yeah. yetis are come back that's a teaser a spoiler is the yetis are going to come back and they're going to blow up the TARDIS yeah. yeah, that's a spoiler. Yeah, this, this, this and it one, is that fine. This line. one image there was it was it was obvious what was going on. Yeah, uh, and it was a key moment, mm. and you could just tell from that that this was an absolutely key moment. Well, and that that, that is the happen. line I think I was reading reading in one of the papers is people complained that the regeneration effect is been the same for the past three regenerations. Well, not only um, not only that, and this is something that I had noted down and didn't talk about during the discussion, yeah. but. Uh, how many times now have we seen the Doctor still walk around while he's in the process yeah. of regenerating that, well, that, rather yeah. than being yeah. dead on mentioned. the floor? That's what yeah. I mentioned at the and time. he was able to hold it off. Yeah, yeah. Tennant was yeah. able to hold it off for six yeah. months, it looks like, when he swanned mm. around the galaxy <laughs> doing what he yeah, wanted. <laughs> Which was one of my complaints about that. But anyway, um, they've they've muttered that uh, the last three regenerations have been the same, while previous, the classic series, all the regenerations were different. Well, that's because different production team. Different production team, different level of technology, but that's beside the point. But it comes in as a scripted shorthand. If you see him with a golden glow around him, you know he's going to regenerate. They could misdirect us one day with that. I I admit they could misdirect us, but having those pictures up there with the golden glow around him the internet yeah, pictures yeah. that they released yeah. that was bad. I mean for anyone that says it doesn't spoil it then all I'd say is okay we get the BBC news tell us that the next Doctor is going to be X how are they going to feel if they say the next Doctor is going to be X oh and the one that we've got is going to be killed in episode 5 when the Dalek exterminates him halfway through the story yeah okay yes there are spoilers that you know you know they suddenly tell you we've recast and this is a character yeah, I know my current Doctor's then going yeah. to die you, you can't avoid but that. you still don't know the specifics yeah. of how it's the, yeah. the knock four times yeah we're sitting again it's going to be the master it's going to be the master we'll just play completely stirring the ants here as, <laughs> uh, as I said beforehand Doctor Who fans are now getting a taste of what soap opera fans have had to go through yeah. for bloody years. Yeah. It's yeah. on the front of all the TV mags months in advance, and nobody cared about us. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's because we don't watch soap operas. I yes. do. <laughs> anyway, shall we get back to yeah, the letters? Draw, draw a line yeah. under this. I have a letter here from Benjamin Elliott. Hello, Benji! He says, good evening, Staggering Stories team and assorted non-carbon-based life forms. That's you. <laughs> On Saturday afternoon, just after 1pm my time, 6pm in the UK, my wife had the idea for a hilarious joke. She wanted me to post on Twitter, Oh my, the doctor's dead! We were on our way to lunch, and I wouldn't see the episode for eight hours. I thought about the idea. As a satire on wacky spoilers and such, it had potential. But I didn't feel like playing that sort of game and ticking people off, so I didn't send the fictional tweet. (laughs) From what I gather, (laughs) at almost exactly the same moment I rejected writing the tweet... UK audiences saw the 11th Doctor get murdered on screen. You're the only exact moment because you'll see my tweet. (laughs) I would have been exactly right, by accident, and ticked off many people who follow me and appreciated my my tendency to not spoil stuff with This Week in Doctor Who column all these years. (laughs) Reminded me of when I picked up a stuffed Big Bad Wolf toy and named it Rose at the exact (laughs) same time the UK audience learned that Rose was Bad Wolf, about a day before I saw Parting of the Ways. 
please. No, I do not have a history of success with lottery numbers. <laughs> Why? Were you thinking about that? <laughs> so the impossible astronaut. It was a bonkers episode. Yes. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, most of us will have seen part two. Yes. And the story will make more sense. For now, we can just breathe heavily and try to take it in. <laughs> I could be completely off base, but this episode made me think of season three of Farscape. In the episode Eat Me, the alien menace was turning individuals into identical twins. Not clones, but two, identi two originals. Mm, I remember that one. In most cases, mm. one of the twins was killed, but both John Crichton survived. Mm. The season played out with the Crichtons alternating episodes, leading oh, yeah. similar but separate mm. lives. Mm. Eventually, one died. The cast reunited, but never could you say that the one John Crichton was real and one was fake. It was the ultimate way to kill the star without killing the show. That's very clever, mm. actually. Mm. Yeah. It's like a bit similar with the Riker, didn't they? He had a yeah. duplicate oh, yeah. teleport yeah. transport and duplicate. Not sure how long Doctor Who is going to do it, but the simplest way to kill the Doctor for real without the BBC firing the production team and having the next team retcon what happened mm -hmm. is if there are two real Doctors, yeah. where either one would be legitimate beyond this series. And if Doctor Who could keep the two Doctors around for a, a while without knowing which one will survive, then that would be fascinating. And I could be fluffy off base. Oh, crikey, fluffy? Where the hell did I get fluffy from? <laughs> and I could be fully off base. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be fully off base, of course, but until we see the episodes, anything is possible. Yeah, I your, prefer fluffy. <laughs> your podcasts are always fun. It's a joy to hear them as soon as possible, apart from the last one. <laughs> and maybe this one. And Probably. trust me, I may have left this week in Doctor Who, but I'm still around, ready to pop up anywhere, anytime. <laughs> Benjamin Elliott. Thank you, Benjamin. Benjamin. Lovely to hear from you. It, it is very clear that the Doctor will not remain dead. There will be a 12th mm. Doctor at yeah. some point, but... Yeah. There will be a plot twist. This will be got out of in some way. Oh, you can guarantee it. My assumption mm. is they will change the future. It's a time can be rewritten. Yeah, we, yeah. we've already found that. That's personally when I found about this. I only chose two people who could possibly die. Mm -hmm. One was the Doctor, the other one was River. Yeah. Oh no, we came mm. up with Rory for one good reason. The sci-fi reason why it could have been Rory. Why? Because what's his surname? Pond. Pond. Williams? No, before we married oh, Amy, like what's his surname? Because generally characters that don't have well-known surnames yeah. or not have surnames at all can be Well, that, that's... Uh, um, Katrina? Uh, oh, Galaxy. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. What's my surname? What's my surname? I don't have a surname in the show! Yeah. Anyway. Any anyway. more letters? I, 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 yes. I, oh, yep. Jay. Jay. Oh, yeah, OK. Uh, this one is from Ian. Uh, and Ian again! It is. Yes. Again? sent another one after the episode. Ah, yeah. oh, right. Lay it on us, Ian. Hello again, gang, HOP, etc. Mm -hmm. Well, what a week. First things th first, though, I was so sad to hear of the passing of Elizabeth Sladen. Yeah. Though I've been to convention and events she appeared at, I don't think we ever had the opportunity to chat, so I only knew her by reputation and by her work. Like Nick Courtney before her, such a contribution to the series over so many years. I guess we were lucky to have her back. She resisted an offer from JNT to return and ease the transition at the end of Tom's tenure, and then took some convincing for school reunion, not wanting to come back for just a cameo and not do the character justice. Mm. But her return was magnificent, proving that she could still do it. <laughs> As if there was any doubt. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you have to pause there? <laughs> I was pausing because he made a comment. <laughs> I've seen comments. Just ignore him. You learn to ignore him. Yeah. Okay. The Sarah Jane adventures seem like the most natural thing in the world, yet I don't think any returning actress could have spun into her own show. Mm. I don't see anyone crying out for the Tegan Javanka Chronicles, <laughs> especially not anyone down in Australia, <laughs> <laughs> or even the mooted Rose Tyler Earth Defense. Oh, yes. yes. Know. <laughs> down boy. Hearing the message passed on from her daughter Sadie at the London launch party, it yes. seems that Liz was keen to keep her illness private and keep working. Yes. And her work yeah. will stay the test of time, watched and rewatched by legions of fans, both old and young. She's left quite a legacy. Okay, so now to the main event The Impossible Astronaut and some thoughts. <laughs> Happy place. I love the Pandorica opens zip through history op- style opening. It was great fun. I'm just wondering if that was a little bit too quick. I mean, it, it just. A lot of things just didn't seem to make sense about mm. that whole opening, and I'm just kind of wondering. Through if, time. Yeah, and I, I do wonder if we're, we're going to come back to that. Why at didn't any point. he just not land his TARDIS in yeah. the living room? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't quite understand the whole. Well, let's have the Doctor waving through history and then send a note. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That didn't make a lot of sense to me, so I do wonder if that's something that we might come and see mm, yeah. back in future yeah, future we'll episodes. The flip side of that, probably. Yeah. It's Doctor Song. She's doing it again. She's packing. <laughs> yes. Stunning American scenery. Yes. Mm. Love the Oval Office stuff and yeah. Nixon. Look, it's Badger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh, pregnant Amy. Perhaps Mr. Gillen will be donning that wobbly suit once again. <laughs> yeah. Adam can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy silence. Oh no, it killed Joy. What a killjoy. Oh, God. Aha, the Lodger Prototardis. No, Amy, don't shoot. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention that Apollo spaceman killed the Doctor. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Certainly not what I was expecting, as I was certain we were going to lose River, and the Doctor would have to knit timelines back together as we, and her, know her fate already. Plus, she was the only one who didn't die last series. <laughs> yeah. she do- does she know her fate? I mean, she doesn't yeah, really... silence. Hmm? No. She, has, she, she, she did mention that she, she, she knows, prophes- that, she knows prophes- that her day is is going to come. Yeah. 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 And that was very poignant. No, she that was very poignant as to how she was yet. talking about she, that during the story. She doesn't know story. what She, she exactly. suspects that when she meets the doctor, yeah. she doesn't know who she is. She'll yeah. die that day. Well, I'm not sure, I'm right. not sure it's yeah. a case of if she'll die that day, unless he's told her, or the emotion of it would kill her but either way yeah either side either way it's going to be a bad day for her yeah Yeah. whether the tease was a misstep on the production's part revealing that someone would die i'm just not sure it's probably too early to tell i know that some people have strong feelings on the subject and i can (laughs) sympathize as recalling assignment around the almost regeneration in the stolen earth cliffhanger i think a total shock would have been fantastic Mm. yes yes it would Yet that was it at the end of an episode, not seven minutes in, and I don't believe a conspiracy of silence could have been achieved for this in the same way. I guess in the end, it will all be judged depending on where that plot line goes. I anticipate it's a long runner, more likely wrapped up by episode 13 than yeah. by the end of the year of the moon. I thought it was the day of the moon. It's the day of the moon, yeah. 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 I think that we're seeing a setup for the whole new series mm. rather than just the second part, uh, and that's a new approach. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I suspect he's right. Yeah. Bad Wolf, Torchwood, and even Amy's crack were introduced <laughs> a lot more gently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so pure. <laughs> Children, aren't they? Why is it oh, the fellas God. cannot say you that without the cracking word crack up? And they crack up. <laughs> I was just 
if you didn't she's crying he's got a face matching the wall now it was just getting introduced gently <laughs> teasing it out don't want to force your way in it oh dear oh dear Martina. Ian writes a well thought out letter and you reduce it to that shame on you oh with no implication <laughs> No, that was you. Oh, he hit me. <laughs> yeah, he's part of the team. <laughs> no implication that they meant anything more than what was going on in the moment. Whatever happens, it looked like Matt Smith's second series is going to be quite the ride. Keep staggering on. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Thanks Ian. Ian. Thank you. Again, Ian. And I think Ian's right. What I think about? I think mm. this death of the Doctor was just a tease and the real death is to come later. <laughs> yeah, he'll kill himself. Yeah. He'll be the doctor in the suit. Okay. No, I know he's in the suit. I've I've decided. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you in case I'm right, and then Adam will punch. <laughs> it's Amy. It's River. River. Yeah. She I'll killed say. a man. She did. She killed the person. Good she, man. A good man. Dot 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 dot. It's Amy. It's River that's in the space suit. Ah, but River's going to kill Rory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised there are so many people who didn't figure out it's going to be the Doctor who died. I was so certain before mm. yeah. the event. It just sort of makes sense. So like, maybe part of the reason I was so angry and disappointed was you were right because I figured it out. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy- if I thought it wrongly, maybe I would have been mis. I, I, thought, wow, that's not what yeah, I, I can I can see where you're coming from, but I enjoy figuring it out from the clues that I'm given within. The program, Columbia, yeah. E five, yeah, perfect, yeah. Uh, any of the Jonathan Creeks. Anyway, yeah. chaps, I think anyway, we've already gone yeah. through the fact that yeah. okay. how upset okay. we're. Yes. 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 Moving, yes. moving on, moving on, moving on. Happy place. I've got a leper, le- leper, leper. The bell, ring the bells. Unclean, unclean. I fall to pieces. I have a letter here from Owen. It's a long time since we've heard from Owen. It is. Is this Clive? It is Clive. It's Clive, yep. Hi, guys. Hi, Clive. I am only going to try to review every episode ASAP, so here goes. Go on, then. The Impossible Astronaut. This is so impossible so far. Okay. (laughs) When it started on Saturday night on my laptop in work, I had a big... Real Keith has just deflated. <laughs> <laughs> He's shooting around, around the, the room. room. Yeah. That's yeah. what it says here. Also, where's the pump? Also, also, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy the, the thought of him trying to edit that down. Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> blasting over the air. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. E moment. When a certain character died, I started to cry. Aww, I then five. had to console myself by looking at Rory's legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says here. Does it mean Amy or <laughs> That's what it says here? It's for his legs. Oh, Clive makes life choice live on air. Okay, fair Okay, Whatever. Rory does Thanks have some sexy legs. And the character came back. I started to whoop with joy and became embroiled in the thoroughly enjoyable uh, romp. I don't uh, think you spell thoroughly like that. See, you shouldn't correct people's <laughs> Sorry, spelling and yeah. grammar. Uh, <laughs> The silence. Yeah, only fake Keith does yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the silence was scary. It was. River and Amy were awesome as ever, and I can't believe that Amy did that. You know, that. Oh, yeah, to yeah. get pregnant. Right. <laughs> Next week, guys. Owain. P.S. Hi, head of Pertwee. 
Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Of course, we forgot to mention the best line of the whole episode. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm quite the screamer. Now, there's a spoiler for you. <laughs> yeah. They even had to chuckle at that despite my mood. It, yes. it, was, it was the follow-up. Yeah, it was What's the going on? Um, no, we're just friends. Just friends. It was a look on the face and there was a, a nod to where she may have heard a scream yeah. as well. <laughs> Any more letters? Yeah. We have a letter here from Sarah, the fez-wearing doctor and Capas. Hello, Hello, Sarah! Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not, we've no. already gone far too long as it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, staggering storytellers and various inanimate sidekicks. I've had to catch up a bit with your podcast as I, A, had to send up my laptop for repairs and unfortunately could not get the episodes, and Ooh, B, yeah, yeah. went and got myself a job and I've had very little time to it's listen. Oh, congratulations. Life does get in the way of things. Real life. Congratulations on the job. Yeah. But at least I can tell you now that your 100th podcast was a great triumph. Thank you, I felt very honoured that my suggestions of best tearjerkers and or sad moments and fake Keith isn't allowed to choose Doomsday <laughs> and best stroke worst frightening moments for Doctor Who made Mr M's list of 100 things he loves about staggering stories. Oh, yeah. ah. Although another one of your correspondences, can't remember who it was, named some of the characters who write into staggering stories and I wasn't included. Oh. Fold arms in mock anger. <laughs> we Does will this include mean you next I time. need to up my randomness? <laughs> you do. You Maybe need to the... write with random capital letters, too many exclamation marks and give yourself a pseudonym. Yeah. Mm. So you've got to up the randomness and the weirdness. <laughs> So very glad you enjoyed Gallifrey. Oh, yeah. I yes. wish I could go one day, although I think being surrounded by American Who fans <laughs> would be an odd experience for me. No offence, Naya, you're very nice. Not all <laughs> yes. Americans there. Uh, and they but, were uh, brilliant. I'm sure we, one day you'll be able to go. We were there. Andre gave me a Twinkie. He did. Yeah. And yay! <laughs> Fake Keith has discovered knitting. I love knitting. <laughs> and so even I. though I've been working on one scarf for an embarrassing long, long time, <laughs> <laughs> however, I'm going to start a special project and with the help of my mum's knitting machine I'll make a Tom Baker staff. Ooh. The most mm. difficult part I think will be finding the right wool. I give yeah. updates. Yeah. Double knit, just straightforward double knit. <laughs> the wool is very hard, you can't get the exact wool anymore. No. Mm. Close. Yeah, but closest mm. you get is, is just bog standard double knit. Mm. I can't knit but I had a mother who knitted for England and knitted <laughs> my doctor's scarf and I'm not telling you how old that is. <laughs> Also, six years old. Yes, it probably is actually. Also, so very glad you. I wore it to school. Get up with the letter. <laughs> also, so very glad you enjoyed the Doctor experience. I yeah, told you the 3D was good. Mm. Yeah, it it good. does sound like you've added some stuff to the exhibit. No, we didn't add it. We they've added. Personally. It does wow. sound like they've <laughs> added great, some stuff to the mm. exhibit. I don't remember an ood being there when I went. Neither do I. That was the, yeah, the yeah. Ooh head. In, in the special effects, how they showed you how they made the ooh head. Ooh head. Yeah. But yeah. the yeah. bit yeah. I've got short term memory; it's always the first to go. But the bit I thought you guys, and especially Gene, would like was the ship after the console room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it gave a nice indication Spoilers. that something old, which people would like, would still return. Also, did they rush you through the room just before the three D as well? Can't remember. Didn't remember. Feel no, rushed we, we, we didn't. There was a corridor which yeah. had all the 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I think we got rushed was, through that. Yeah, bit. I think yeah. that's a bit we got rushed through. Although yeah. I suppose some people would want to rush through that particular part. Spoiler bit there, we'll yeah. have to edit that bit out. Although I suppose some people would want to rush through that particular part. Sorry to still be cryptic, but I think some people would prefer no spoilers. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> it. <laughs> think probably apt at the moment. I am really looking forward to Doctor Who on Saturday. Oh. I have remained relatively spoiler-free and hope well, to well do done. so for this season. Moffat, Gaiman, Gattis, <laughs> I think they're in for the best year of Who yet. Mm. Hope you are all so. well. I'm the scariest witch of them all and <laughs> ca- the kind that cleans. Sarah, Fez, Wearing Doctor and Catbus. Well, Thank you, We Sarah. were talking about weirdness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I actually avoided all the spoilers except for the someone's yeah. going to die. Yeah, the But the then it's because I don't tweet, wear, read newspapers. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid everything very deliberately, but when it comes through in a brown paper envelope through your door, how do and you... He, he assumed it was Big Girls Anonymous. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think may I suggest that you t- next time you tweet to the people of DWM... I think I'll be to, doing that arrest. Well, no, 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 to, to ask them to put it in a big brown envelope with written on it, don't read this unless you want spoilers first. It does say DWM on the back, yeah. the return address, but I assume they'd have a picture of the astronaut on the front. Ah, which that's it. That you should never assume. Obvious. Never he, assume. He actually yeah. thought it was his underwear catalogue special <laughs> posed by Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Any more letters? I have one here from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. Again? Again? Are we time-looped? I think we are. It's that timey-wimey-wibbidy-wibbidy stuff. Anyway, hello, everyone. Hello, Hello. Sarah. I'm sorry to write to you again under such sad circumstances. It is the same, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. I I heard the news of Liz Sladen's death after catching it on Sky News after work. Mm. Mm. Elizabeth Sladen brought such life and energy to the role of Sarah Jane Smith. She always seemed to be a nice and classy lady. I know that she will be missed by both the old Who fans who grew up with her and the younger generation who introduced to her from School Union and Sarah Jane Adventures. For my own small part as a fan, I really enjoyed her performance as Sarah, and I count her as one of my favourite companions. Mm. Yes, she could scream a lot, <laughs> but she was also fun and feisty, even when she was wearing one of those lovable fashion disasters. A <laughs> <laughs> final story, Hand of Fear, was one of the first classic Doctor Who DVDs I ever watched. Thank you, Elizabeth Sladen, and rest in peace, yeah. Sarah. Yes, Andy Pandy was never the same again. Her <laughs> <laughs> five Doctor outfit was pretty bad. Well. That was, yeah. Doctors. See, well, that, I always loved... video for Elton John and Kiki D singing Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Kiki D is wearing the Sarah Jane <laughs> and Andy Pandy I, I outfit. I love the outfit she wore in K9 and Co. The, oh. the jumpsuit with the skirt that oh, went no. on and off. <laughs> I love that. The jogging suit from the opening credits? Yeah. No, not the jogging <laughs> suit. <laughs> even the school reunion, because they've got in the uh, Doctor Experience, they've got to her school reunion outfit, yeah. and even that looks... Bit dowdy. It is. Not right for her. I think they kind of like, you know, she was, she was more she was, mature. She woman. was posing as a Times journalist. So, yeah. I suppose yeah. so. She was undercover. Yeah. 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 I preferred the stuff she wore for the um, her own adventures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, you have a bit of audio feedback here from Reese Parton. <laughs> Hello, Hello Reese. I think it's about Elizabeth Sladen. Oh, right. Here we go. Hello, team. I'm just sending in this audio feedback to. Um, Give you the last bit of audio uh, feedback from me and eh? last bit of feedback anyway for oh, right. quite a while because right. we're behind on Doctor Who and uh, I won't be able to listen to your yeah. show uh, for a while until we catch up. So perhaps for an episode or two, you won't be from me. So I'll be behind. Well, we can but still do I'm also sending behind. this feedback to say rest in peace to Elizabeth Sladen who passed mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. last night. For me, well, anyway, it's yeah. probably daytime for you. 
I'm not sure, but I'd just like to say rest in peace to her, and hopefully she's joined William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, um, John Pertwee, and Nick Courtney, and anyone oh, yeah. Doctor Who related who has passed away. And I hope they're having fun and new adventures up there, or wherever they are. Also, I'd just like to say that um, it's kind of a big loss for me, because Tom Baker was my doctor and mm. she was my companion really <laughs> her and yeah. k9 i guess and so it's really really sad and i just like to offer my commiserations to her family and the extended family in the doctor who universe and with the sarah jane adventures cast mm. and yeah. obviously yeah. that show has been cancelled um slightly prematurely i guess it is very sad so that's my short message for you for now, and hopefully talk to you soon. Not as not too long a wait. Yeah. P.S. I'm going to add another rule to the drinking game. Oh. <laughs> One drink every time somebody sends in another version of the drinking game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for playing this, and uh, goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. What worries me about this is it usually comes in threes. Mm. I don't know how true that is, but yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It's not particularly good time for that era of yeah. the show. Well, we, we lost no. Ian mm. many, many, many moons yeah. ago. It wasn't that mm. long ago since um, Barry, Barry Letts. Yeah. Uh, maybe so that's it, Barry maybe Nick that, and yeah. Liz. Yeah, maybe. They, Liz came back to do a commentary of Plant of Spiders just mm. before yeah. they, mm. they knew yeah. that Barry Letts didn't have long left. Yeah. So she came back for that despite having severed ties with, to entertain to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh well, it is a shame. I do wonder what happened with uh, Sarah Jane Adventures. I can't see how they could continue. I, can't, I, I, they kind of, no. I do kind of sit there thinking, this isn't Crash. You cannot have the Sarah Jane Adventures without Sarah Jane. I <laughs> think Blake Seven, and you know, yeah, yes. but, yeah. I, I personally think, don't think they'll show any of them. I hope they show so, no, the I ones they that they've completed. I think out of a tribute, you know, she's yeah. she's a good actress. She obviously was proud of her work. She mm. continued working while she must have known she was exceedingly ill. Yeah, um, she could it, have said she didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. if she didn't want to do it, if she didn't want to marry, she wouldn't have done it. If they are edited and they're good to show, I don't think she would probably... Mm. I mean, I can't speak. I don't never no. met the person other than the interview. But professionally, I can't see that she'd have a problem with those being sure. aired. Yeah. No, I think um, they should. You've, them. you've filmed them, you've yeah, done I think them. They if should. you've got that much a problem, you wouldn't have done them. Yeah, yeah. 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 we'll see. And I, I would like to hope that the final one in that particular series was actually not a cliffhanger, and actually would close <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. They've never been a cliffhanger so far, so I no. can't yeah. believe they would have done it this time. It's, it is a shame for the cast as well, because mm. it's a young cast. Yeah. It must be quite a blow to them. Yeah. Really. Well, re- relatively young. I mean, uh, early a, 20s. I think it's only Tommy Knight that's the youngest there. He's about 16, 17, isn't he? Yeah. But the other ones are yeah, Early are 20s, older. but yeah. they're still their first major TV work. Yeah. They've been doing it for a good few mm-hmm. years. So. Now, the question is, is her and Ian Marta going to haunt Tom Baker? <laughs> 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 Great practical jokers. One more bit of quick feedback who came in while we were talking, while we've been talking today. Yeah. Oh. See, we're on the ball. We are <laughs> fingers on the pulse, split second reaction. Yes. And then broadcast it in a week's time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here we are. It's from Misha. Yeah, oh, Misha. Misha. Long time no here. Yeah, she says, hello, Staggering Stories team. Long time no right. I mean, really long time. (laughs) I think I've been out of the feedback loop since sometime last July. Sorry. (laughs) Dropping out of uni is rather taken up all my time and energy and whatnot. Understandable. Anyway, just a quickie. I enjoyed The Impossible Astronaut, especially watching it in a pub full of Who fans. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't didn't see Misha there. No, she saw us. Oh. Uh, here she says, I did spot Adam, but I don't think anyone saw me. Well, I th- we can understand why you didn't spot him, because you had a tunnel vision at you that point. You had a red yeah. 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 steam yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was there was a little dark cloud, and I had, <laughs> someone had to put up an umbrella. Yeah. 
If anyone was at the one ton, I was a teenage girl in a hideous short turquoise dress with no shoes on. Okay. <laughs> it's Heather! <laughs> Hope you're all well. Proper feedback next time, Misha. Thanks, Misha. Looking Misha. forward to it, Misha. Next Thank you. Next time, go and say hello. He's quite friendly. But he's yeah. not storming he's not the tunnel vision and red haze. Yeah. She, she had to leave fairly quickly from what I gather from what she was saying on Facebook. So she, she was gone soon after the episode ended. Oh. Fire, fire, was, flames coming out of the brain. Now. It was massively busy in that part. Of the yeah. Yeah. It well, it's just that that's, that's, you mentioned it on the Facebook. It's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily like watching these at crowd gatherings because mm. I can't remember who put it down. I've watched Impossible planet at the one ton incredible now going home to watch it properly yeah without hearing the clapping element of that yeah yeah it's a bit rocky horror-ish isn't it <laughs> see, i'm not sure i'd mind overly if i can guarantee i could see it and hear it and unless the screen was that, the size of adam's mm-hmm. view screen i wouldn't be able to see quite it large. You could, there were enough screens about there you could see i mean most places had good sight lines of it there was a few places that didn't have yeah, uh, big that great the screens uh, oh, reasonably large. I mean, the one that we were looking at was... Uh, it was pretty large. Was, was it projection? Projection, yeah. It was, yeah, it it was, was projection pretty, screen. Got to be good. The ones that we were... And there was a, there was a couple that were just above us, behind us, that we couldn't yeah. see as well, which were relatively large ones, maybe about 36 see, inches I'd or so. I'd get cross with people, though, if they were making noise. This is the problem... I could hear most of the stuff there, though I managed to hear most of the, the good lines there. And there were a few things I missed, but it was a relatively small amount of things. Yeah. Well, I as I said, this, to, this is the problem for me. To this day, watching Rose, it's this is the bit where we had the bleed through from the studio of. Um, <laughs> oh, God, what's Graham Norton. Oh, Graham, Graham Norton. Norton, yes. This is the bit that Galachon talked through. Oh, this, really? is, this is the bit mm. where Galachon decided that the screen isn't quite right, so he went through all the ratios and then we finally got back to the proper See, size you... this is the bit where <laughs> graham, uh, graham norton danced. danced across the bottom this of matt smith's face with you, two. you and adam are far too alike that none of that bothers me i can watch it happily and unless a member of my family had dropped dead at the time <laughs> none of that would matter to it's, me no, first impressions it, when it comes to programs really don't mean i can't an awful lot i can't help but think this is the bit that yeah. you two head down obsessive boulevard. Yeah, I, no, I, acknowledge, I, I acknowledge that point. That's one of the reasons why I don't go to these, but these first I've showings. Never had a problem with these, really. These I, I completely enjoyed the experience mm. of going there. It was my first time going to one yeah. of these events. So for people that are listening to this, going, what the hell are they talking about? Where is this, and what was well, it? It's a private event organised by a guy called Jeremy Bentham, <gasps> who you may may have heard of. He's fairly famous in fan circles. He now has a Stetson. He does. Uh, we did Stetson's give him a Stetson cool. as a gift as we organise it. Hi, JJ. <laughs> yeah, and generally every year for every uh, opening episode, he, he ties out a pub yeah. and people apply for tickets. I just remembered something else that I read on Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Andrew Beach helping oh, one of those. Silver he Nemesis. Was Silver one. Nemesis. He oh. was there actually. But, mm-hmm. but it, when Silver Nemesis was shown, he organised a, a pub meet a to watch the episode and then forgot to bring the telly with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This, this was back in the 80s. <laughs> not such a problem nowadays. No. Yeah, no, no, not, not a problem. But, I, pubs is pretty but I, I think that's just priceless. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like Andrew. <laughs> yes. Anyway, are we going to wrap this we up? Must. Are we, we, gonna, yeah, are we going to reduce ever. Adam's life to hell for the next two weeks? I think we should reduce Adam's off. life mm. to hell. Come on, more, more, more recollections. So that's the end oh. of this podcast. We hope we haven't been as miserable as we were last. <laughs> I think we were actually quite cheery. 
theory. Tune in next time. <laughs> See, if Crumbly was here, he'd know this. I'm yeah. having yes, to remember. Yes, more, more news, views, news, shows, old news. news. We are the boys to entertain you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't quite it. <laughs> Tune good in enough. next time for more fun, frivolity and jollity. jollity. More it. news and reviews. More who old new. Less Jay. More Crumbly. Can we have a head of Jay? If we can decapitate him. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, you can write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. This is me, fake Keith, saying bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. Cheerio. That was Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to the Stanley Stories podcast, series one, number 105, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fate Keith, Jay Duran, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those of the speakers on the site. No corporate infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production for www.stagnystories.net. Adam's got to grumble on. Adam's got to grumble on. <laughs> Tell me, you have actually watched the episode, or you're that bad on spoilers, you're not watching it. <laughs> no, no, I can't. <laughs> yes, no, no. I can't well, watch it, that spoils it. <laughs> it was watched through, through a red-fumed haze. Yeah. yeah. It was fine for the last three or four minutes. I enjoyed the first three or four minutes. And then it kind of went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't rewatched it since. We've <laughs> no. watched it three like or four you. times, haven't that we? Like yeah. I, I don't want to relive that right now. <laughs> Oh dear! Well, this is going to be an interesting. It really is. I have a feeling there's one half of the room, and then there's the other half of the room. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we could take you. We can come back to it on the season roundup. Yeah. yeah. Let let the little bit of time. I'm sure not watching part two because it just. I still, oh, come no, on. I still say you're just cutting off your nose to spite. You really are. You're... I'll come back to it. I need to watch an episode or two which hasn't been spoiled for me before I come back <laughs> yes, to Yes, but they're all going to be spoiled unless you they're physically not. don't do we, read Do we want to say this on the show? Yes, yes we, we do. do. Okay, okay, do. Okay. okay, testing, one, two, three. Hello. Um, English accent, if you don't mind. <laughs> Oi! This is, <laughs> this is want... about as good as you're going to get, really, if you want an English accent. <laughs> oh, can we all do it with American accents? Uh, is that no, it? no, no, we can't. No, this is the Mid-Atlantic <laughs> Twang accent. Mid-Atlantic accent. Twang. Yes, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that so a it's... rock group or a folk band? <laughs> yeah. right. A neither, guitar combo. Mid-Atlantic Twang. Neither a fully American accent or a fully English accent. That's now. okay, that's okay. At least you can testify that this is as daft testify. as it sounds. Yes. <laughs> testify! See, it's we... going to bring a whole new dimension to when I listen to these uh, things. Uh, <laughs> so we, we like, we like yeah. nice home counties accents and Jean. <laughs> I talks like this. I'm oh, tell you, Matt Governor. Smith. Leave oh, it there. <laughs> Hello, this is June, and I really love Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice. Well, that's <laughs> Three times on Sunday. The last word is off. <laughs> Insert your own Ooh. first word. It's just a bloody, bloody TV show! <laughs> yeah. I would have murdered people for saying that when I was younger. Yeah, I know, uh, I would have yeah. as well. It's like, it's like when people say football's only a game and I just want to stamp on their scrotum.
And you know how the okay. BBC presenters do do it when they've had to announce something that's sad. Just to <laughs> also, this is staggering stories. Try again if you like. yeah, that's oh, just yeah. depressing. Okay. <laughs> okay, just say it in okay. your normal voice. Okay then. <laughs> that's the microphone. Oh, right. no, <laughs> oh God, it's going to be one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we won't look at you. Everyone turn away. Stage, yeah. stage five. I'm just going to get the giggles out of the way. <laughs> this is emotional. This is, this is high drama. This is tragedy. That's a, that's the thing. I mean, you just said because it's sad and depressing and stuff. <laughs> All right, it's really happy and bouncy. One less person. I've got to think of dead puppies. I've got to think of dead puppies. Dead puppies, dead puppies, dead puppies. Oh, dead puppies. He's going to be yeah. sobbing in the corner for dead the whole puppies. podcast. Puppies run over by cars. They really Twice. pop well. Oh. Sorry. Are we going to get on with this woman? Sorry. <laughs> welcome, welcome, I'm welcome. I'm wanting to do it. <laughs> Don't want to do it now. <laughs> he's stormed off already. We haven't even got to the impossible astronaut, and he's stormed yes. off. Yeah, but if you notice, he creeped through. I don't think he, it wasn't so much he a storming as a slinking. He wasn't trying to disturb us. He was, you know, yeah. he's he's prepared. He's up there no, slamming, slamming doors. doors he slinked off in a huff and started slamming it. doors. Gee, I, I'm trying to read the news he's here. So English, isn't he? You know. <laughs> Mustn't disturb people, but I'm going to have a paddy. <laughs> Where was I? Sorry, oh. carry on. <laughs> Trying very hard to get into this bag of come buttons. In, come, come in, come in. <clears throat> oh, I'm almost there. <laughs> you can do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I really think the reason that El Presidente is angry is because Amy is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not his child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you see Karen Gillan on the Craig Ferguson show with her bruised arm? Yes, <laughs> yes. No? Trying to be yeah. cool with high heels and it didn't end well. Uh, She's got a square bruise on her arm. Oh dear! And, and she mimed the for me, any, monster. Anything over about an inch to an inch and a half high she is was a high heel. Ones. They looked about six inches oh. high. These boots. Um, Adam, are you going on eBay for the harmonica? <laughs> That's the question. Because it has her DNA in there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> DNA, yeah. DNA. You can clone his own. I'm sure there's laws about what you do with clones. <laughs> <laughs> Just be teaching it the ways of the world. <laughs> Man makes a clone, uh, invents the clone. Uh, and the trouble is, there is a genetic default, so it keeps swearing, keeps effing and blinding. It's terrible manners and has no toilet training whatsoever so it's doing its business everywhere so he gets fed up with it finally one storm night takes it up to the top of the cliff face and pushes it off next day the police come and arrest him for making an obscene clone fall oh. tish yeah. D- dear listeners we hope that wasn't too grumpy for you <laughs> I'm still happy I, I am happily optimistic <laughs>